My name is James Rowlands. In 2015, I teamed up with my friend Dan White to create the Dubbing Our podcast. Since then, we have been giving you everything that's happened on the WWE Network. Now, in 2018, not only are we live for the big four events and every NXT takeover, but we celebrate 20 years since the birth of the Attitude Era. Plus, every month we bring you 205 Live, collections, new content, W pay-per-views and latest news on the WWE Network. Until we've watched everything, we are with you and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And today is the WNR 169, and it's WCW, and it's June, July 1998. But before we do anything, let's start off with the alternate intro. So no one told you life was going to be this way. <laughs> your job's a joke, you're broke, you love life's DOA. It's like you're always stuck in second gear... When it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year. But I'll be there for you. Aww. When the rain starts to pour. I'll be there for you. Like I've been there before. I'll be there for you. Because you're there for me too. Now we're going to turn the lights out. <laughs> and have a little uh, discussion. That was lovely. Well, seeing as you did the alternate intro, let me do the intro. In 1998, WWE and WCW were locked in a ratings war. Their shows, Raw and Nitro, went head-to-head on Mondays. The WNR podcast go back 20 years, right in the middle of battle. We've followed the war since the inception of Nitro, but now with the start of the Attitude Era, WCW still at its peak. The WNR podcast follow it month to month. This is WWE vs. WCW Monday Night Wars, June-July 1998. So on this episode, Team WNR will catch up with the WWE from June and July 1998. And of course, we have a five-point system. They are matches, promo, setting, roster, and rating. Awesome. And who we will focus on? Well, Undertaker, Stone Cold, Kane, Triple H, Mankind, and of course, D'Lo Brown. <laughs> a lot of other people we'll focus on as well. The McMahon Austin feud. And everything else in between. Uh, we watched the build-up to the incredible King of the Ring. Then the fallout and build on the high hell. So let's start the Raw results. And let's go to the WF Monday Night Raw, episode 262, June 1st. The rating saw a slight jump to a 4.35 off a 4.3 and a 4.4. While Nitro fell to a 3.75 as the first hour. Only got a 4.0, but then dropped dramatically to a 3.4, but saw a nice rise to a 3.8. Well, Foley's in the ring, and he talks about his teeth being broken twice. He tells the fans that Austin kicked his ass and apologises. He calls out Vince, who's booed loudly. Foley realises that he let Vince down, and due to what happened to his face, the dude will be out for a bit, but when he comes back, he expects to be the number one contender. 
Vince looks disgusted and repeats himself about Foley wanting forgiveness and then calls him a miserable failure. He wants Foley to get down on his knees. Foley is baffled and Vince screams at him. Foley will not allow Vince to embarrass him on TV as his kids are watching. Vince responds that he does not have to worry about that as he's an embarrassment to himself, the fans and his family. Foley counters that Vince has underestimated Steve Austin, to which Vince replies that he overestimate, overestimated Dude's abilities. Well, Foley has a confession that it felt pretty damn good when he wrapped the steel chair across his head. Vince tells him to do it again and points out the chair and wants Dude to make his day. Vince screams for him to hit him with the chair. If he does that, college education for the kids will be gone. The new house he's moved into, now the fund for his parents... And all that will be gone. Foley sits on the chair instead as Vince taunts him to hit him with the chair. Foley makes him sick. Vince has decided to fire him and has no need for his services. And Foley looks a bit sad. Vince does a dance as Dude's music plays and does so right in front of him. Oh my god. Well, LOD and Puke are open for a street fight. Puke has puked on Kevin Kelly or some stupid shit. They taunt DOA who arrive with some garbage cans and then brawl in the back has begun. They are beating the Hades out of one another, choking each other out. Garbage cans are flying around as our, and our bodies. No one has the upper hand. Hulk has a pole and he misses and gets pounded as skull as a chair. Hulk comes back and takes a tweet ball until a chair hits him. And all has the pole and uses it and the same with a garbage can. Puke and change tear it into each other sunny squeals. LOD is out as Skull and 8-Ball. Puka and Chains are going out. Here comes Young Taker going for a Sunday stroll and he beats his shit out of Dross and Chains and enters the arena. I, I guess this was a match. It was quite fun, though. Well, the Undertaker's in the back assaulting just some poor dude as we move on to match two. Yes, and that is Val Venus going against the very memorable Pappy Chulo. <coughs> and Jesus, Val looks like a crack addict or meth head. As that, becomes the, as that became the drug of choice in the 90s. He has the mic and the sound is off, but he's saying, Hello, ladies! And he's doing a spiel about his body, and sweet lord, the ladies are actually eating this shit up. I am no ladies' man, but fuck, I've got more game than him. Well, actually, I am a ladies' man. Just ask my knob. Well, obviously not. There is <laughs> yeah, a- well, obviously not, yeah. There is actually a sign that states Val penetrates Chicago. Well, he's hammer the poor soul. He releases suplexes him and then ties him up and rubs his ass all over him. Val throws him into the corner, giving him a big boot. He picks him up and slams him straight down. Val misses the big boot and is hammered, but comes right back with a clothesline. Val had him wrapped around his back and falls backwards and goes up top. Thrusts his hips and the big splash connects. Called... The money shot. He money shot all over him. Well, it was um, it was far too long for a squash match, personally, but oh, it is Val Venus, and uh, Val Venus doesn't do anything quickly, apparently. But The Undertaker is coming to the ring, and after the break, he curses at Vince. He is delving into his past. Vince was known for giving people an opportunity despite being different. He gave The Undertaker a chance to be himself, and that's where all the giving stopped and the taking begin. Ha, Taker, take in. Undertaker soon became the Slayer of Dragons. Vince knew that Undertaker would be loyal, so he had him and Taker beat them all and moved them on. Taker has made Vince Kingdom safe for himself and his hand-picked champions. Vince did not someone like Undertaker being champ and representing the WWF, so his reigns were short. He stayed loyal despite making less money as he thought his opportunity would come. 
He's not being happy. He's not happy about having to fight his brother and Bearer telling all about Taker's life. It was all done for ratings. But Undertaker never learned. He was taking care of family business. Austin rose to the top. Oh, and as he was taking care of family business, Austin rose to the top. He has nothing against Austin, who fought him like a man. But he has had enough of his family thrown in his face and he wants what is rightfully his. He demands a shot at the WWF title. He has done enough talking and tells Vince to get his pencil neck geek ass out here and face the Reaper. Vince comes out. He has a slight swagger and states that he will give the answer that the Undertaker is looking for. He wants to say something first. After all he's done for the Undertaker, he was choke slammed and he hovered over him last night. Vince is appreciative for what he's done, but he wants to know what he has done for Vince McMahon lately. About his family problems, he wants to know if it's true if his mum's a whore. Vince tells him that he wants to be the number one contender he can be. But if he wins his match tonight and his opponent will be... Kane. It's Kane. Undertaker is not happy. It's Kane. Well, a DX promo, Sable's in a photo shoot. They interrupt with Super Soakers. Match three, Steve Blackman versus Mark Mero. The fans chant for Sable as a gleeful Mark tells the crowd that she is barefoot and in the kitchen where she belongs. He's going to introduce someone else who is black and beautiful, and it's Jackie. WCW with Sullivan. Let's not forget her. She faced Disco. I hope she does not speak. He holds the ropes for her and dance a bit, and then she takes off. Well, Steve takes pot shots. Pot. Steve takes pot shots at his head with some kicks. Mero is pushed into a corner, but after the break, he kicks and hits him a few times until some kicks take him down, and a big one under the chin sends him to the floor. Mero is back in, misses a punch, and Steve awkwardly positions and then nails him with a running elbow, followed up with a bulldog. Mero tries to float over, but is grabbed and face planted. Steve runs him over. Steve runs him over, picks him up and side slams him. Then Blackman snap suplexes him, hauls him up and drops him again. He covers him and Jackie puts Mero's foot on the ropes. She argues with Steve and the ref, so Steve is nutted and it was a weak-ass Samoan drop and Cole thought it was his finisher. Cole is a dumbass. Mero goes up top, flips on top of him for the win. Well, Mero was destroyed until the end, but at least Mero went over. Austin was on the Man Cow Show. Vince calls in and Austin taunts him and wants to start a national punch your boss. Now, match four is DX versus the nation. We've seen both of these teams come out here. And, I mean, what a lot of talent it is in this one. We've seen Own Hart, The Rock, D'Lo Brown, Mark Henry, and The Godfather. Of course, the nation and DX on the other side. X Puck, Billy Gunn, Road Dog, Triple H in China. But Sergeant S. Laughter's out here. And he's trying to separate the two teams. I think he's uh, ejecting the one-two-three kid from the arena. Or X-Pac, sorry. No, referee's trying, like I said, the commissioner's trying to get control. Well, China's not happy, but she has got a manager's license. But she's been sent to the back with a nation, so we're going to have... It's going to be a three, six-man tag team match. It's going to be the Outlaws and Triple Rock, Own Heart, and D-Lo. And D-Lo gets clotheslined by Triple H to start. And DX definitely the face team now. <coughs> these two young guys, these two young teams going at it. Of course, Triple H's got a problem with Rock, tells them to suck it. Triple H signs showing some fire, but here comes D-Lo now. Yeah, D-Lo unloading on Triple H. Irish rips him to the corner. So it's running out, but gets caught with a running knee from Triple H. You know, he gets sent to the wrong part of town, tags in Road Dog. Snapmare takedown, looking for some shake, rattle and knee drop. I'll tell you this is the difference already between WCW and WWE. We want to see the NWO guys going at it, and we want to see DX in the nation, and we've been 
they're getting put into a match. Do you know what I mean? It actually makes sense. Yeah. It's a six-match tag team match. We get to see The Rock versus Triple H. Of course, D'Lo involved as well. You can feel the two teams that like each other. The guy in the orange t-shirt is having a fit by the look of things. Road Dog tags in Badass Billy Gunn now. And the crowd is hot for this tonight. I think they're just fucking idiots. Uh, oh, my God. Look at D'Lo combination. Irish route reversal by B.A. Billy Gunn. I think uh, Road Dog got the knee up. Seated pile driver. One, two. Oh, and D'Lo. Brown has been eliminated. In comes The Rock, unloading on badass Billy Gunn until he gets a thumb to the eye. And now The Rock gets sent into the wrong part of town. So now this is basically a handicap match for the nation. Own Hart's in there, but the referee's trying to stop him. Hammerlock by Road Dog turns it into a side headlock. <coughs> that cunt in the orange t-shirt. I want to find him and stab him <laughs> as well now. And a big clothesline by The Rock. Taking down Road Dog. See how D-Lo got eliminated thanks to our Super Soaker double feature. Well, I hope D-Lo doesn't do that and then just end someone's career. <laughs> yeah, but all the rocks got rock bottom. Bang. Thunderous rock bottom. One, two, three. And the roadie's been eliminated. So there's tag team match. Billy Gunn's in there now. Going right after the rock. <coughs> Owen Hart hasn't even come in yet. Well, legally anyway. And will Billy Gunn be the man to eliminate the rock? He seems to be in trouble, like I said, fighting the majority of this match. Here comes Triple H wants to get his hands on him. That was quite a thunderous fucking rock bottom as well. And the Triple H and the Rock have had problems going back to the Rock's debut, but here comes Owen, gets a blind tag. Oh, comes off the top with a drop kick after the Rock goes down low. Billy, goes... Just... <laughs> yeah, Billy just didn't care for that, got shoulder off at one. Yeah, plants Owen Hart with a DDT, one. Mr. Ass comes flying in with a splash, but Owen moves out of the way, hits him with a spinning heel kick. And out goes Billy Gunn. It's just Triple H left to defend himself against Owen and The Rock. And now the babyface finds himself in peril. He's given it a big one earlier. Now what are you going to do? He hasn't even got China at ringside. Oh, wait a minute. Oh. <laughs> As you say that, China's coming down to even the odds. And she's saying, oh, Billy, I'm down here now. Sort shit out. And you see the cheer China got there? I mean, what other women get cheers like that in wrestling, apart from Sable? See that cunt, he's actually starting to fucking really irritate me. I want to go back in time and murder him just before he enters that arena. Rock and Owen Hart now double teaming Triple H. Looks like Triple H just hit rock bottom and he wanted to feud with the nation. And it's nice to see Owen get some offence as well. Swing a net breaker, Owen goes onto the second rope, drops that big elbow, goes for cover, two. Triple H managing to kick out. Oh. Triple H got so much history with these two men alone. Now the rock distracting the ref. Owen ducks down. Sunset flip and roll up. But the rock's got the ref distracted. Now it goes for the cover, but Owen kicks out a two. Two. There's more like 22 as the referee. Chad Patton had noticed that. There's a referee on the, in the outside as well, Jimmy Calderas. He really should notice what's going on. Got wrench suplex by Owen. Tags in the rock. <laughs> yeah. The rock sees the guy in the orange as well. Just like, you suck it. Hate to be that guy. You hate to be that guy. Well, I hate now. to be the guy in the orange t-shirt crutch chopping. <laughs> well, the Rock is laying the smacketh down on Triple H, and his candy ass. And now Triple H fighting out the corner. Finally, managing to fight back. Finally, he runs into a rock elbow. Now picks him up, slams him. Is it time for the people's elbow? Hits it. One, two, 
The Triple H managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Trying to stand in there stern-faced. Oh, she's worried about the leader of DX, but Triple H hits a knee on the rock. Oh, but walks straight into the rock bottom. Manages to escape that, though. Loading up the pedigree. Triple H gets the rock. One, one two, two, three. China distracted Owen so he couldn't see it. And now it's down to one on one. Owen, who's not had the greatest record against Triple H. Both men slogging it out here. Oh, insecurity. Owen Hart insecurity on Triple H. Ken Shamrock's in. Big right hand to Owen Hart. And just starts wailing away (laughs) at his head. (laughs) And look at the intensity of Ken Shamrock. He snapped. When he was injured by Owen. And payback's a bitch. Look at Shamrock. He looks fucking tight, man. Gonna get the ankle lock. Oh, no. Mark Henry, D'Lo, and the Godfather are down now. And The Rock is back, and Frank Scamida is gay. Oh, my God. Here we go. Jack it off. Now comes down the mustache Chevron. <laughs> and he's going after own heart, and all shit is just breaking loose. Haven't the nation got enough enemies? Shamrock sends The Rock out. Oh, my God. Look at this team. Shamrock and the mustache. Two of the most toughest men and they're looking at each other eye to eye. Go on, just start fighting. Well, he wants to break free here. And Will Shamrock. Just a look of respect there on each other's face. Well, that was good. What do you think of the match? I thought it was actually quite an, <coughs> quite an entertaining match as it was going on. Yeah. But. I, thought, I thought it was quite enjoyable. Uh, anyway, up next, Vince is in a locker room and he's making a deal with Bear and Kane as they shake. <laughs> <laughs> Well, match five is Jeff Jarrett, and that is T ain't he a twat, versus Farouk. Oh, leave him alone. Well, the Godwins come all cleaned up, wearing suits and called Southern Justice. JJ attacks him as Farouk gets in the ring, but it's caught and clothesline. Farouk power slams him, but misses the fallen headbutt, and JJ punches him a few times, but Farouk catches his leg and clotheslines him. He snaps him over and kicks him in the head a couple of times. He uses his boot to choke him out. JJ blocks a charge with his boot, now his clothesline, and a body slam. He misses the elbow, and he is body slams, and then hit with a leg drop. Fruit gets a two count. Two. Fruit suplexes him for two. Two. Fruit is laying waste to him, and gets another near fall. Two. Fruit goes up top, not sure why, and Jeff Jarrett backs in the ropes, and Fruit topples. JJ pounds him, but he runs right into a spine buster. SJ gets on the apron, and they distract the ref, and Lee gets him his belt, and he uses it to finish it off for Fruit. Well, it's not bad, but could we get a clean win anywhere? Mm. And up next is match six, and that is Takamishinoku, who is the light heavyweight champion going against Funaka, Funaki. And Taka knocks him to the floor, then connects with a flying plancha. Flying plancha. <coughs> I think he's facing Dick to go. Taka is whipped into the corner and nailed. This is for the light heavyweight, I said. They still have not said his opponent's name. Taka comes back with a big hurricane rana. Dick to go is on the floor and tries to get involved, but is dropped. And Taka connects with a moonsault. Al Snow is dressed as a Japanese dude. Taka hammers his opponent in the corner and runs him in, runs in pillar to post before hitting him with a missile dropkick. It is Funaki. He comes back with a brain buster, goes up top and misses the elbow. Snow is let out and Taka wins with a Mishinoku driver. Yeah, a bit overbooked, but it's a clean win. Uh, up next, Mark Henry versus Terry Funk. 
Match 7, Mark Henry versus Terry Funk. Vince is on commentary, and he mocks Foley and repeats his firing of Foley. Funk is able to get him in the ropes, and Henry actually makes a break, and this allows Funk's two after a netbreaker. Two. He tries again and decides to back kick him in the nuts. He works him over against the ropes, but the whip is reversed, and Funk is dropped, and Henry then drops the elbow. Henry drops him to the floor. Henry goes after him, but Funk hits him and goes up the ropes and tries to use him to jump on him, but he's caught and run into the post, but Henry eats some steps. Funk has a chair and bashes it over Henry's skull. Now Funk is back on the second rope and he moonsaults off. Hits mostly railing, but Henry sells it. Henry's back in the ring and Henry runs him down, but Funk kicks out. Uh. He body slams Funk and then gets another two. two. Henry drops the legs and Funk kicks out yet again. Uh. Henry is relentless and he power bombs him and another splash finally finishes him off. Well, I enjoyed this. It was nice to see Funk. It was quite funky to see Terry. Vince is livid as Austin comes down. Austin takes his spot and Vince is a tad frightened but stays on the mic as he and Austin draw back and forth when Kane comes out. Yeah, we've seen Kane now, the Untaker, and as soon as Untaker walks in, Kane's on the attack. The Untaker now with the punches, of course. This is number one contendership. Who will face Steve Austin at King of the Ring 98? We just don't know. Look at the Untaker intimidating the referee. Beating Kane up in the corner, but Kane manages to come out of it, throws Undertaker into the corner, looking for an Irish whip, but that's reversed by the Undertaker, who follows it up with a big splash. As Undertaker exits the ring, a la Undertaker, <laughs> and just nails Paul Bearer with a big right, who doesn't go down after the first shot, but then drops after the second. Well, Bearer showed his toughness there, and Undertaker's sick and tired, and he'll see, he talked about his WWE journey early on in the night, facing all the monsters, all the giants that he's had to... And now he wants his opportunity. He's sick of Paul Bearer talking about his family. And now he's looking to go for old school. So am I right in thinking this is the first match that actually features an active current superstar? Oh, and Kane's going to chase down the Undertaker. Yeah, I think you're right. Oh, my God. See, look. Right? He chased down the Undertaker. And the Undertaker stayed down for a few seconds. Not like Luke Harper. He got straight the fuck back up. That's referencing WR168. Anybody wants to go listen to that? Kane now nailing the Undertaker. And the Undertaker in trouble. Came with a big right hand. And what a great commentary, Jim. You've got J.R. King, Austin McMahon, all commentary. And me and you bickering. Oh, yeah, no, that's two talking. Good God. And it's, first, like, it's the first time Kane and Undertaker's faced each other. You know, it's not been on pay-per-view. Of course, they went out at a WrestleMania full team. And this is a number one contender's shot as well. Exactly. And then the Inferno match at Unforgiven. And Kane was in trouble and then turned it all around with a choke slam. I'll put him over, kid, but I ain't going to kiss his ass. And now Kane with the uppercut, but Untaker responds. Kick to the midsection, but Kane returns the favour. Bounces Undertaker's head off the top turnbuckle. But man, love building already. Now he's there on the edge of the announce table. <laughs> it is brilliant. Man said, he wants the Untaker to beat Austin. Austin, like, you can kiss my ass. Well, it's like Jerry Lawler and the King, are, uh, Jerry Lawler and Vince McMahon are kind of teaming up. Austin and JR are obviously good friends. Yeah, exactly. That's cool, isn't it? It's a tag team there, and we've got the brothers in the ring fighting. As that idiot was in his suck it all night. We're in the main event now. Yeah. Oh, and Kane shot to the Untaker. Slams him down, bounces off the ropes. Drops the big right hand on the throat of the Undertaker. Paul Bearer is looking very pleased with himself. And McMahon saying that Kane is stronger than the Undertaker. I thought it was more entertaining, the actual commentary on the match at this moment. <clears throat> Kane with a big boot. Austin 
screaming at man. My man said, don't you yell at me. It's my microphone. I own this. Lost it. Just put his finger up saying, would you like that? Kane going the elbow. Undertaker sits up. Now both men to a vertical base. Now exchanging big right hands. Now this is a proper slobber knocker. Kane Irish whipping the Undertaker. Undertaker dodges. Catches Kane round the throat. Choke slam. My God. One-handed choke slam. So I think Austin wants Kane to uh, Undertaker to win just because it'll piss Vince McMahon off. Side Russian leg sweep from Undertaker. He's running the ropes. Drops the big leg drop across the throat of Kane. One, two. Oh, my word. A big kick out from Kane. Uh. I said a big kick out from Kane. Uh. Thank you. Irish whip reverse. Sends Undertaker into the referee. Oh. Sandwiching him in the corner. Mike Yoda get caught there. Kane looking for the tick with a backslide. Throws Kane chest first into the turnbuckle. Loads Kane up for a tombstone of his own. Oh. Drops him. Going for the cover, but there's no referee. And Matt. Mankind? Mankind? What's Mankind doing here? And he's got the Madrigal Claw on the Undertaker. What the hell is this all about? And Austin saying to the man, it's all you. <laughs> he fired him, but he's got a smile on his face. Oh, Mankind caught. And oh my God. Kane was back up, but the Undertaker closed on and sent him back down again. Kane sits up. Well, that is incredible. Mankind. Makes his presence known. Bloody fired, dude, love. He's up again. Oh. Bumped into barricade. McCain loading up the Undertaker for a tombstone. Hits it. Referee's up. Two. Three. Oh, my God. Kane has beaten the Undertaker. He's a number one contender. And the look in Vince's eyes, he absolutely loves it. And he's saluting Austin. But man, almost crawling over the announce table. And Austin just giving him the one-fingered salute. But Kane now is all focused on Stone Cold, and Stone Cold doesn't care. Oh, my God. Kane gesticulating for the title belt and sends the fireworks off. My God. I mean, Austin, Kane, but the Undertaker there. Dan, what do you think of the match? I thought it was a very entertaining match, actually. I was looking forward to it. I even think the com- commentary team kind of helped set it off as well. I thought it was brilliant. I think the whole show's been good. Even the DX versus Nation, there's been a hot feel to it, like it's fresh, you know. And seeing Mankind back after being fired, it's a bit surprised. But I think brilliant. And now the Undertaker and Mankind are fighting near ringside. Well, that sets up their feud, or continues their feud, should I say? Mankind into the stairs, and Vince putting McFoley over, and both men brawling there. My God, so we move on to our next episode, 263, June 8th, and a small video package is shown for the junkyard dog who passed away in an automobile accident. Oh, yeah. Jim Ross and Michael Cole in the booth, and they are taped from Rockford, Illinois. Well, Vince McMahon, Pat Patterson, and Gerald Briscoe come out in black tie attire. McMahon is being recognised for charity work tonight. McMahon argues that we only know the public, Vince, but tonight he'll be named Humanitarian of the Year. He adds that Steve Austin will be joining them for the presentation. This was suitable promo by McMahon and full of exaggeration. One for one. 
Well, opening Kingdom in qualifying match, Ken Shamrock defeats the Godfather, Carmen Mustafa, via submission to the ankle lock at 2 minutes 42. The WWF is really starting to emphasise Karma's Godfather nickname at this point, but he has not started his pimp gimmick yet. The nation is not allowed to accompany Karma to ringside. This is Shamrock's first match back from the beatdown Owen Hart and the nation gave him after Unforgiven. Karma works Shamrock's leg, but gets too cocky and gets caught in the ankle lock and Shamrock advances to face Mark Henry in the first round. After the bout, D'Lo Brown tries to attack Shamrock, but Dan Severin makes a save. Severin and Shamrock eye each other to keep building the possibility that they may meet in the King of the Ring finals. Mm. Well, footage from the recent MSG show is played. Voss announces that Madison Square Garden will play host to SummerSlam. The X is showing walk through New York City and talking to people about SummerSlam. And don't forget, you can call 815-734-1161 to get your Don't Trust Anybody Steve Austin t-shirt for $25 plus $6 shipping and handling. That ain't much different to the prices we pay now. Well, Farouk and Steve Blackman defeated Marvellous Mark Mero and Double J, Jeff Jarrett. And that is T ain't here twat. With Jacqueline and Tennessee Lee at ringside when Blackman pins Jarrett with a schoolboy at two minutes 20, uh, 3 minutes 26 seconds. Yeah, Jarrett and Mero are the odd pairing since they're scheduled to face each other in the King Ring first round match in a couple of weeks. Sure enough, Mero starts posing in front of Jacqueline on the apron and ignores the match, which allows Fruit to push Jarrett into his partner and help Blackman secure a victory for his team. So we've got a black man and Steve in this match. Rush match, but at least does something to make people care about the Mero-Jarrett tournament match. Well, DX keeps roaming around New York City. They get his segments for this. And up next, we have a King in the Ring qualifying match, and that's Owen Hart, and he defeated Two Cold Scorpio via submission with the Sharpshooter. Well, the nation is barred from Owen's match like they were in Karma's earlier. Based on the booking of both guys, this should be a squash, but this is an Owen Hart match, so we're going to get some solid work rate. Scorpio misses the dive off the top rope, injuring his knee, and Owen locks in the injured body parts to secure a clean win. This is the third and final time that Owen qualified for the King of the Ring, 94, 96, and 9. Owen will face the winner of tonight's Dan Sanford and D'Lo Brown match. And why didn't he enter the King of the Ring 99 tournament? Well, The Undertaker shows up at the arena and is searching for Vince McMahon. We get a video footage of Darren Drozdov playing for the Denver Broncos. We get video footage of Droz playing for the Denver Broncos and throwing up on a football. The NFL on NBC announces made a big deal at the time, but now it's common for athletes to have them. And up next we have Chain. He beats Darren Drozdov with a Death Valley driver at 2 minutes 55. Well, this is Droz's single debut in Raw. This match is an extension of the awful LOD. 2000 Disciples of Apocalypse Feud that has been treated that we have been treated for for this past month. A decent brawl, but Chain wins in a puzzling development since he has ice cold in terms of momentum. This was a signal that Jaws wasn't getting a strong push out the gate, but if the booking didn't do him in his attire, which looked grungy and unconvincing, that would have done it anyway. <coughs> well, right after the bell, The Undertaker shows his disapproval with the LOD 2000 DOA program by chokeslamming Chains and Jaws and tossing them out of the ring. Or maybe The Undertaker is taking revenge on Brian Lee for allegedly stealing his wife and or stealing his gimmick in 1994. The Undertaker says that he wants McMahon, but McMahon is busy backstage chilling, talking with his charity folks, so The Undertaker heads back to the locker Well, DX comes out and does their usual spiel before Triple H can rip the nation and the D2000 walkout. Animal demands a title shot due to their winner over the edge, the Undertaker, uh, the Undertaker, and Triple H agrees to give it to them. This brings the DOA out, and they say they're still owed a title shot based on beating the New Age Outlaws on Raw several weeks ago. Triple H then says 
to both teams to suck it and cancels the match. But Commissioner Slaughter comes out and books a triple threat match between all three teams for the WF Tag Team titles. This entire segment was a big mess as Triple H's sophomore humour fell flat. Animal spewed nonsense, well, and one of the Harris brothers literally screeched while giving his promo. And uh, The Undertaker is shown destroying things backstage. We get Edge's new vignette and says that people are lost and scared. And then Jerry the King Lawler joins JR for commentary for the second hour. And up next, uh, Mark Henry and Vader wrestle to a no contest after The Undertaker interferes at 2.45. Well, Vader's pledged to go away for a while and find himself. Didn't last very long, did it? I'm a fat sack of shit. Henry and Vader He's engage. Dead, James. <laughs> oh, can't I? He's dead, James. Henry and Vader engage a fun brawl until the Undertaker walks out and chokes down both of them. The logic this is probably to keep Henry strong and not damage Vader's credit, but he since he will face a rock in a King of the Ring qualifying match next week. Austin's chokes, uh, Austin's chair shot to dude at Over the Edge is the JVC kaboom of... Thank you. A video package recap Sable's loss to Mark Merrow at Over the Edge. And King of the Ring qualifier match, Dan the Mustache Chevron defeats Dido Brown with a modified bow and arrow submission. The WWE bookers didn't think a lot... Didn't think through a lot of the tournament brackets since they had lots of potential nation matchups. Karma Henry or Owen Dilo in the first round. And since the odds of these matchups were low, that made the qualifying round too predictable. Dilo Brown gets dominated by Severin here. And the finish is notable because it was said that Dilo suffered an injury to his pectoral as a result of the Baron Arrow. Thereby necessitating his use of the chest protector in future matches. So this is where it started in this match and that's good. Since that gimmick gave Dilo personality, you could argue that he got more out of this loss than a moustache did a win. After the match, Owen attacks Severin, but Ken Shamrock runs in to make the save. A video tribute to Sable is aired. Steve Austin is shown shaking the hands of Chicago football players before today's show. Val Venus vessels Dustin Reynolds to a no contest when the Undertaker interferes at 5.29. Remember that Reynolds is wrestling without pay due to his defeat at the hands of Dude Love a few weeks ago. The match had an interesting story as Venus showcased a lot of sexual antics that Runnels used under the Gold Dust gimmick and now he's outraged by Venus's behaviour. Runnels pushes Venus to the limit but the Undertaker interferes and ruins what was Venus's best match to date. The chemistry that these two displayed here may convince the WWE brass to create a long-term programme between these two. Two. The Undertaker attacks Commissioner S. Laughter in the locker room where he cannot tell him when he cannot tell him where McMahon is. And now there's no time... For the main. A triple threat match for the WWF Tag Team Championships. The New Age Outlaws, who are champions with China, defeat LOD 2000 with Sunny and the Disciples of Apocalypse with no one when Billy Gunn pins the Road Dog. Well, this match requires two men to be in the ring at one time, so it does not utilise the triple threat. Where, um, triple, triple, threat. triple Threat Undertaker. Triple Threat variation where a member of each team is engaged in the ring at all times. Under these rules, I'd never understood why Team Voluntary tags itself out since it might not get enough opportunity to re-enter the bout. The Outlaws tagged into the match by LED and DOA, but they intelligently take advantage of the situation, situation to retain the titles. Each team rotated enough to keep this interesting, and the finish was well-crafted. An army of police officers are shown assembling in the backstage area, and Al Snow shows up in a ridiculous coat and tie attire and interrogates Lawler, but security escorts him away. Well, Vince comes out for his humanitarian of the year ceremony to the music that was used for celebrate cele- celebrities at WrestleMania 10. As a man enters the ring, police officers call the Undertaker backstage. 
And Steve Austin comes out wearing a black tie with the rest of his ring attire, which irritates McMahon. And look, it's a black tie, fair. I think that's fair, isn't it? Well, he's wearing a black tie. Well, that's why no ties were allowed at Extreme Rules, because of this mockery by Stone Cold Steve Austin here. Well, as McMahon receives his awards, he is told that his contributions are not what he promised, and that it took several times for his checks to clear. As McMahon gives his acceptance speech, promising to take his awards and place them in a future Hall of Fame, Austin picks his pocket and gives it $1,200 to the foundation's president. Austin McMahon, the jackass of the year, and Druid's carrier casket to the ring as the lights go out, and The Undertaker's music plays. However, Kane pops out of the casket and Mankind joins in. That's a roll that would choke. How do you choke a horse, JR? Tell me. Stuffing loads of money down its throat. Well, Austin's just got money out of uh, a man's pocket. Well, Austin now gets. Uh oh. Oh dear. The lights go out, the black man's going to rob someone. The Antaker's music. Has <laughs> <laughs> well, just make sure I delete that bit. <laughs> delete, delete, delete. The Antaker's music is hit, and these druids are coming out with a casket. Oh, and Austin looking on. And now he's going to take the tie off, he's going to get serious. Well, the Stooges in there, but man, not sure what's going on. Oh, my God. Now they've got the casket ringside. At least six Drew heads. At least six Drew heads. And who's that underneath the ring? Who's that? Is that Mankind? Well, Mankind from behind. Kane popped out the casket. Oh, my God. You see the shock in Austin's face. He thought it was the Undertaker. It's Kane. And now, was this a plan all along with Man saying, beat him up? Oh, my God. They're beating down on Steve Austin. They're going to throw him in a casket. Undertaker's lost the casket match. Oh, my God. Still in the casket. And McMahon, maybe this was his master plan. And McMahon cannot believe it. Did what he wanted to do here. Austin beating Dan. I'm shocked, Dan. What about you? I am very shocked, Jess. You know, I expected the Undertaker and out comes Kane. Oh, my God. So the build-up to King Ring continues. So Monday Night Raw rating is 4.3 versus 4.0 for Monday Nitro. So we move on and it's June 15th. That's June 15th, Raw episode 264. And Kane and Mankind's beat down of Steve Austin at the end of last week's show is replayed. Jim Ross and Michael Cole in the booth and they are live from San Antonio, Texas. Hell in the cell is hanging above the ring, but Ross does not know why. Sable walks out and introduces Vince McMahon, who brought her back to the WWF. A wrestling company not sticking with a retirement stipulation. No. What? No. McMahon has Sable read a prepared statement that denies his use of charitable organisations to get back at Steve Austin and promising to bring those who attacked Austin to justice. McMahon kisses Sable on the cheek, but before he can leave, Austin comes out with his sights set on beating up McMahon. McMahon begs Austin to listen to reason and he says that The Undertaker arranged Austin's beating on last week's show. See, the cops were called on him, just gave up The Undertaker. See, the cops that were called on him just gave The Undertaker an excuse not to back Austin up. The Undertaker proceeds to come out and calls McMahon a liar. You're a liar. Before Undertaker can beat down Kane, though, the lights go out and Kane and Mankind show up with Paul Bearer in tow. 
Bearer piles onto the Undertaker accusations by claiming the Undertaker worked Speaks plan. Bearer then challenges Austin and the Undertaker to a tag match at Hell in a Cell against uh, a tag team match in the cell against Kane and Mankind and argues that the entrance ramp that separates them is the highway to hell. The sable part of this segment was nonsensical, but my man begs for his life, and planting the seeds of an Undertaker-led conspiracy was nice storytelling. Yeah, it was really, really good. Opening King of Ring qualifying contest, The Rock beats Vader with rock bottom at 4 minutes 40. The rest of the nation is barred from ringside for this bout, just like last week's show. Cole is still calling The Rock the co-leader of the nation, which makes no sense now that Farouk is no longer in the group. Looking back at things now, I wish they'd given Vader more time off and then had them come back as part of Paul Bearer's faction. It would have gelled with Vader's post-match promo over the edge about needing to reevaluate his career. They could also book Vader to go to the semi-finals and face Ken Shamrock in a rematch of their cold day in hell encounter. The Rock knocks Vader out of the ring where Mark Henry attacks him and gives him a splash and that allows the Rocks to advance in the tournament and face Triple H Rex Puck in the first round. The Road Dog gives a scouting report to Triple H and X-Pac on how they can beat each other. Edge is coming. And then Darren Drozdov pins Double J, Jeff Jarrett, and that's J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T with Tennessee Lee. That is T-E-N-N-E-S-S-E-L-E-E. Ain't he a tit? After Mark Merrow gives Jarrett a low blow at Dean. Well, during the bout, Merrow and Jacqueline come out, and Merrow rants about Sable's return to the company. Jacqueline and Lee get into a confrontation on the floor, which distracts Jarrett and results in Merrow giving his future King of England opponent a low blow. Just take advantage of Sinatra's biggest win to date. Billy Gunn tells Triple H and X-Pac why they're going to stage match of the year tonight. Val Venus defeats Chains with a money shot at 4 minutes 37. The Val Venus momentum talk and his batches with the directionless Chains. They give this match too much time since the crowd couldn't care less about Chains and the booking team wasn't going to do anything with him after this match. Leon Taker tells Kevin Kelly that he can't trust Steve Austin but Austin can't, can trust him since his intention of wanting the WWE title shot are clear. Triple H tells X-Pac that he can't lay down for him since it's King of the Ring. X-Pac says that he doesn't need to take a dive and wishes Triple H the best of luck. Dustin Reynolds beats Marvellous Mark Mero with Jacqueline with a bulldog at 4 minutes 8 seconds. Returning the favour, Jeff Jarrett and that's J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T and Tennessee Lee, that's T-E-N-N-E-S-S-E-L-E-E and Southern Justice walk out to the match and Jarrett, that's J-A-R-R-E-T runs Mero down on commentary. Yeah, get a after Mero hits a super hurricane runner, Jarrett, that's J-A-R-R-E-T, distracts the referee, that's R-E-F-E-R-E-E, <laughs> and Sable walks out to distract Mero, enabling runners, that's R-U-N-N-E-L-S, to score the upset classic. Russo, that's R-U-S-S-O, overbooking of the match. I have to give them credit for making the Mero Jarrett, that's M-E-R-O-J-A-R-R-E-T, first round match, much more than TV filler. This is Runnels, that's R-U-N-N-E-L-S, first win since stitching the gold dust, that's G-O-L-D-U-S-T, gimmick. China tells <laughs> Triple H and X-Pac that it's time for their match. Kevin Kelly, that's Kate. No. Kevin Kelly interviews Dustin Runnels, who says he's happy with the ending. Kevin Kelly interviews Dustin Runnels, <coughs> Kevin Kelly interviews Dustin Runnels, who says he's happy with ending his losing streak, and that he needs to thank Jesus Christ, our Saviour and our Lord, for his victory. Jerry King Lawyer joins Vossi to come to the second hour of Raw. It's time for Warzone. Yes, and it is a King of the Ring qualifier match. That's Triple H going against X-Pac. Yeah. Do you know this is X-Pac's first match since his turn to the company following WrestleMania 14? Triple H is also defending his King of the Ring title. Buster. Bow down. 
Let's not forget Triple H is the European champion and the King of the Ring winner for last year. So he is King Triple H. Yeah, King you might Triple want H. to bow down to the King of Kings. So who are you backing in this one? Is it Triple H? Is it X-Puck? Oh, they're both doing the DX chops. I'm going to go for Triple H. Give me some of that Triple H. I've got guys Triple H as well. A bigger man in this one. More experience. Next part goes for the roll-up. Bells rang. Oh, trying to go for a sneaky victory. Triple H smells it off. X-Pac tells him to suck it. I think Triple H says, fuck you. Goes for the clothesline. X-Pac misses it. Back over to the back and a chop to the face. That was lovely by X-Pac. They're up and over there. Triple H missed the clothesline. X-Pac hit him with a kick. Then a few crutch chops. Nips up so well. Looks fresh as a daisy. Well, it's because he hasn't wrestled in ages. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Go back to September in 1997 in WCW last time we had a match. Now X-Pac sends Triple H back in the corner with the chops. Hits him with a big knee. X-Pac rolls to the outside. X-Pac in a little bit of trouble now. Triple H taking his time. And I wonder who China will back in this one. Oh, Look, we mention her, she always comes down to the ramp. That's amazing. Triple H smirking. No, James, he hasn't got a cigarette in his gob. He's just got a smile on his face because he believes China's going to help him out. Well, now China's got X-Puck. Throws him into the ring, not gracefully either. And X-Puck's like, what are you, what are you doing? The Triple H's laying in wait. Well, he's like, you know, I've had one night in China. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Triple H, yeah, well, I had to spend a couple of years with her. Candy floss. Yes, yeah, please over it. Triple H Irish whipping X Pac. Oh, inverted atomic drop. Now Triple oh, H suplex. Lovely suplex there. Doesn't Triple go for H the pin. Even his feet. He don't go for the pin either. Just looking at China. Looking for that knee drop across the forehead. Hits it. Goes for the cover, but X Pac kicking out. Uh-huh. Now feeling if the crowd's going to get behind him, and Triple H will know all about. The injury that X-Buck suffered as well. He went through it with him. They've been friends with a click for the past few years. Now Triple H, Irish Rip and X-Buck into the corner. Cool. And you talk about whiplash there off the turnbuckle. Irish whip with venom. I hope this is not going to cause any disdain between these two DX members. No, they keep telling each other to suck it. And they said beforehand, may the best man win. And China sucks both of them. And X-Buck now turns Triple H around. Irish whip. Oh, that was a bit of a falter. <laughs> Spinning heel kick in the corner sends Triple H crashing to the outside. Is China going to help him back into the ring? All right, look at the marks on X-Puck's back and China's... And Triple H saying, here, I'll help you. Yeah, get me up. Oh! Well, she throws him back into the ring with the same venom she threw X-Puck into the ring with. Maybe China's the real leader of DX, if you think about it. X-Puck with a kick. Oh, X-Pac went for the cover, but Triple H kicks out. Oh. With China looking on. She's got no favourites in her group, you know. She loves them all the same. She's fucked them all the same. And Triple H now tilt well backbreaker. That is beautiful. Do you remember when Triple H could actually wrestle? I know, it's good, wasn't it? Yeah, before you had too much muscle. X-Pac gets sold off at two. Two. All for the chance to continue in the King of the Ring. X-Pac lowers his head. Oh, Triple H catches him though. Knee to the face. Eliminates him from the Royal Rumble. Now China. Cheap shop, cheap shop X-Puck. And now the Rock's joined the commentary team. 
Oh, Owen Hart on the outside, though, hangs X-Pac up on the barricade. And the Rock's there in the crowd with a microphone. Staying right at Triple H. Nation sneak attack. What a promo by the Rock this is at the moment. This was used in their, like, intercontinental title feud as it went along. When the Rock gets a hold of your candy ass, going to lay smack down. You know, just think how many words that was used later on. Triple H now realises his X-Pac's been beaten up. Thank you, JR. Dan told me five minutes ago, but it's fine. And our referee... Well, Triple H's not going to have it like that. He could have a counter victory, but he doesn't want to take it. It might be a double count out. Oh, there we go. So Triple H wins due to counter. It's not happy. I mean, what do you think of the match? I thought it was quite an interesting match. It's a good angle advancement, certainly, especially between the Nation and DX. <clears throat> but yeah, you know, these two guys, they've got a lot of good chemistry together as well. It'd be good to see him actually in a proper match. But Al Snow walks out with his old Avatar mask and Lawler confronts him in the ring. Snow says that the Avatar gimmick was a dumb idea cooked up by Vince McMahon, which it was. And he says that he's going to make two citizens arrest for McMahon, McMahon for attempted murder of his career and Lawler for lewd conduct. Lawler tries to throw head into the crowd, but that leads to Snow attacking him and giving the referee in the ring a snowplow. Snow beats up a security guard and beats to the crowd. They're really turning their wheels with Snow right now, and they need to get to the point. Well, Steve Austin tells Michael Cole that he can't trust Yuntaker because Yuntaker wants his WWF title. Well, up next is Owen Hart and Mark Henry, and they're going against Ken Shamrock and Dan the Mustache Severin. Well, Shamrock and Severin are reluctant partners in this match, and Shamrock, Shamrock doesn't even acknowledge his partner's presence after making his entrance. This is also a preview of the King of the Ring. First will face Henry, and Severin will face Owen in the upcoming tournament matches. Everyone looks good in this match, which features some fun technical sequences between Owen and his face opponents, and Owen manages to put Shamrock in a sharpshooter, but DX interferes for Owen can get him to submit. And after the bell, the nation runs out to fight DX and Vader runs out to assist DX and attack Mark Henry. And the WWF officials have to separate everyone. Call 815-734-1161 to get your Don't Trust Anybody Steve Austin $25 plus $6 shipping and handling. And up next, we've got a tag team Royal Rumble to determine the number one contenders to the WWF Tag Team Championship. Yeah, you had that right. This is the first tag team Royal Rumble in WWF history. And 30 second entry times are used, so the action will be fast and furious. Just like WrestleMania 14 Battle Royal, when one member of a team is eliminated, their par- partner must also leave. Well, Kane and Mankind are surprise entrance and enter as a second team, facing LOD 2000, who draws number one. So we'll be on the lookout for the, the other participants. In it. Well, the other participating teams are the New Midnight Express. The Headbangers. The Disciples of Apocalypse. Carrigan and Golga. Too Much, Brian Christopher and Scott Taylor. Farouk and Steve Blackman, who seemingly love to tag together despite not wrestling that many matches as a team. Takamichi Noku and Bradshaw. Terry Funk and Two Cold Scorpio. So here we go. We're going to see if it's a durable match. It's the first ever tag team Royal Rumble match. Well, as Hulk unloads on Mankind, Kane unloads on Animal. And Hulk to the save of his partner. Both of them landing clubbing blows to the back of Kane. Looking to eliminate Where Kane, it just rocks him back towards the ring ropes. And we've got seven seconds. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Well, Kane and Mankind brawling with LED. Here come the new Midnight Express. Wow, look at this, Bondacious Bart and Bombastic Bob. 
And again by Fanamon Hawk trying to eliminate Kane. Ooh. But Kane hangs on very skillfully. Wow. And no feet touch the ground. Showing his athletic ability. And now he's got Animal. And a choke slam. And now finally Midnight Express getting an aid on any of Kane. And no cell Animal even sells that move. Unlike Luke Harper, who <laughs> well, didn't fucking sell it. Well, Bob Holly, you're still not over that, are you? No, I'm never going to be over it. Bob Holly in the corner, and already we're getting another tag team. Four, three, two, one. Oh, there's the headbangers. Mosh and Frasher. And here they come, and they don't need a cane. Again, they just look at Kane. <laughs> and they even go after Mankind and as opposed to going for Kane. We'll have Bangers, former tag team champions. Let's not forget, they all are. I mean, the Newman Express, AWA tag team champions. Sorry, Kane's not been tag team champion, but Mankind has. And again, the clock's counting down. Four, three, two, one. <laughs> it's a DOA. It's Ron and Don Harris, or Eight Ball and Skull. Ron and Don. And they're coming right after LAD. This feud will live in infamy and, oh, bit bodacious there by Bart going after Kane. He's caught off. We've seen no eliminations yet. And again, the clock is ticking. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> and it is Kerrigan and Golga. Oh, my God. Well, Kerrigan's a seven-footer. And we know how tough he can be in Golgas. John Tenter used to be Earthquake. So quite embarrassing for him coming out here. But hey, at least he's got a contract. Kurgan yeah. going right after Mankind. Oh, there's a go. Elimination. That is the new Midnight Express have been eliminated. Yeah, that's Bodacious Bart. So Bombastic Bob's going to have to leave as well. Timmy White's telling <clears> him. So we've got referees all around the ring keeping an eye out. Oh, well, making sure that both feet touch the, the ground to result in elimination. And again, the clock is ticking. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> and it is too much. Oh, too cool, too sexy. This is too much for me. Brian Christopher and Scott Taylor. Well, we've already seen one team eliminated. They're going right after Kane. And Christopher has just been caught by Kane. Big right hand. Sends him into the corner, draping over the top rope. There's still quite a few big men in there. Tell you what, the Raw, uh, WWF tag team division doesn't look great. You know, I, mean, I know you got the Outlaws, but and there was Animal Slam down. Here we go Four, again. Four, three, two, one. <laughs> oh my God! It's Steve Blackman and Fruit. They might be the favourites coming out here at this time. So fresh. They are fresh and funky. I mean, the other competitors, Kane's been in there at least seven minutes now. At least 12 and a half minutes he's been in there for. And they're double-teaming Kane. Scott Taylor's in a bit of trouble. Yeah, Kurgan and uh, Nuthead. Well, there must be about 20 people in there at the moment. There's got to be at least 35 people in there. All the tag teams in the division. Here we go. The countdown starts again at five, four, three, two, one. Kane. It's Bradshaw and Takamichi Nogu. It's Kane. The biggest mismatch team going. Yeah, well, Bradshaw's not too bad. Don't, don't be too horrible. There we go. I think I just saw Don Harris. Yes, that was John Harris. Eight ball. 
or Skull. Uh, well, he's got to go now. He's not happy about that. The DOA have been eliminated. Only the second team to be eliminated in this match. And here we go. We don't know how many more teams could come out. This first ever Tag Team Royal Rumble. Oh, there's going to be another one. Here we go. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. <laughs> and it is the Funks. Two Cold Scorpio and Terry Funk. Well, funk you. I can't believe it. Well, funk you right back. Well, Funk might be the Funkin' favourite if he gets a Funk in the ring. Well, funk me. If they don't win, I'm going to be pissed off. Well, he Funkin' Funks Kurgan now. I think you're a Funker. <laughs> Oh, look at these funking right hands, but Kurgan stopping him. And like I say, 30 people in there now. There's got to be at least 50 people in there. <coughs> Who's going to win it? James, who are your favourites? I'm going to say uh, two. I'm going to say Kurgan. Oh. oh I'm going to say Golga. Well, Kog- Kurgan and Golga both gone, gone. Yeah, you got to go. I'm going to go for Tucker Mishinoku and Bradshaw. I'm going to go too cool, too much. Oh, no, look, Taka's just gone. Man, guy just threw Taka over the top. Bradshaw's got to go. Go on, pick another team. Right, I'm going to go for LOD 2000. All right, I'm going to go Taka, Richard Oak. I'm going to go for Too Cool. They're the best. Oh! Too Cool have just eliminated each other. That is too much. All right. Go on, pick another team then. I'll pick another team. Uh, Headbangers. I think Mosh and Frasher are going to do well on this. Oh, <laughs> well, the headbangers have been lame. We're picking up team quickly. Oh, he's going to get beaten up. Uh, well, first got eliminated. I'm going to say Steve Black. Well, my headbangers. No, oh, no. Going for LOD. <laughs> no. Hang on, Blackman. Well, my team's just about to eliminate your team with yeah. a lovely shoulder barge. All right, I'm going to change teams now. Uh, I'm going to say Funk and Scorpio. I'm going to go for Mankind and Kane. <laughs> Mankind's gone out underneath the top rope. So is Terry Funk. He's going after Mankind. Well, uh, uh, LOD eliminated. Did Animal go over yeah. the top? Yeah, he got eliminated. So he's gone. So now it's Funk. Well, I think Funk and Foley may be an equal match, but Scorpio and Kane, it's Kane. Well, Scorpio's uh, starting to put in the boots to Kane. Funk's climbing in with a chair. Well, maybe it's time to get hardcore. Oh, thunder a shot to the back of Kane. Oh, chair shot to the head of Kane. Another chair shot. Well, the Funks could win this. They're going to eliminate Kane. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Foley. Oh, nearly eliminated Funk. And now he's got the chair. Oh, for Funk's sake. Oh. But Funk's still holding on. (laughs) Funk is somehow. And now Kane's got Scorpio. Setting him up for a tombstone pole driver. Oh, my God. And now Mankind holding the chair. Oh! oh and Kane with a big boot sending Funk to the outside. And uh, <laughs> your new number one tag team contenders are Kane and Mankind. <laughs> well, you can't really argue that. And I don't think they're finished beating it down. So Kane, not only is... Oh, my God, Scorpio goes flying over. Not only is Kane number one contender to the world title, WF Championship... But also to the WF tag team titles. Kane is dominant. See, that is what I love. <laughs> you know, he's not. You know what I mean, though? Like, he's not just a number one contender. He could be the world. Uh, he could be the WWF champion, but he could also be the tag champion as well. I know, he is. Kane is a true monster at this time. And Austin. Uh, it's, you know, it's not just the fact of Kane, you know, it's just the fact that 
They're throwing us these curveballs. Not only is can you know he's he's in one title picture, but he can also win a tag team Royal Rumble uh, match uh, as well. Exactly. Anything in the WWF and Kane is out here and Bearer's got on the microphone now. And Paul Bearer is calling out the Undertaker and Austin to go in the Hell in a Cell tag match right now. Oh my god. And now Mankind's saying the cell's gonna rip Austin's and the Undertaker's flesh they call them out. Yeah, actually that's what King just points out about the uh, suit and tie. About being a corporate mankind. Mankind before this was just dressed in brown, wasn't he? Just a kind of weird character. And now we've got the mankind. Well, I'm accustomed to this mankind, what it looks like. But here we go. I think the fans got what they wanted. Well, Austin's certainly coming out. Well, will we see the Untaker by side? I don't think Austin cares. He is a BMF as he comes out here in hand. Went the wrong way. Doors that way, Austin. Oh, no. And what is Stone Cold Steve Austin doing? And will, will Steve Austin go into the cell with Kane of Mankind? Well, is Austin trusting Undertaker to be by his side? Well, I think he is. Even Kane's got his head cocked. <laughs> Mankind, not sure. Scoob. Even Austin's not sure. He's like, well, I knew he's a yellow son of a bitch. They announce him again. They play his music again. The lights go off again. Will he show up second time of asking? Has he been beaten down backstage? Who knows? Who, Who? knows? Who? Uh, JR is not sure. Austin's not sure. Will there be any of the three men in the ring? Are you sure? Oh, sure. I'm definitely not sure. Austin's gone in there now. No. Surely not. Don't call me Shirley. Oh, Hebner's stopping him. Surely. Don't call me Shirley. Shirley. Don't call me Shirley. Actually, so we can call, call me Shirley. And Austin slams a cage door in Mankind's head. And well, Austin and Mankind are brawling. Austin throws Mankind into the side of the hell, hell in a cell. And that brings Kane out to attack Austin. Now it's a two-on-one situation. Situation. Well, and it's it, Kane. And they're brawling in front of two fat kids. And now Kane's thrown Austin on the ramp. But Steve Austin's still got a fight in him, damn it. Well, he's not dead, so Austin's fighting. Now, in the meantime, Bear has locked himself in the cage, I suppose, keeping something between him and Austin. Yeah, well, he wants to be safe in there as Kane just backdropped Austin onto the cool, hard steel. And now Mankind's recovered as well. Well, I say recovered, he's, he's there. Now he's beating down on Austin. And look at Paul Bearer, how happy he is. Oh, my oh. God. Well, Undertaker just made his way through the ring. Paul Bearer isn't aware of it yet. He is now. <laughs> and he's locked in the middle of Death Valley. He eats a big boot and gets up quite quickly. I think it's just because he's, he's so rotund, he bounces back up. Mankind Kane strangling, struggling to get in. Well, we all know that Kane can rip the door for Hell in a Cell in a cage. Oh, yeah, that's a fair point. And Austin going after Mankind... <laughs> Kane's climbing up to the top, this trying is... to find that loose panel that happened in the Kane, in the Undertaker Mankind match. Oh, Kane's trying to get in, and Bearer can't believe it. He's going to have to pay in hell. Kane desperately trying to get in to save his daddy, and this is just what the Undertaker wanted. An Undertaker beating the man that slipped his pickle to the Undertaker's mummy. 
Well, he's calling Paul Bearer a motherfucker right now and sends him into the side. Of that Sauron, oh my god. Bearer's busted open. Oh my god. Austin and Mankind still fighting. Well, the crowd loving every moment of this. <clears throat> I thought it was a very entertaining show. A lot of angle advancement. I like the way, you know, they're coming together with the uh, Nation and DX side of things. You know, you've got the... Um, the Shamrock and the Dan Severin kind of angle, you know, are they going to go at it? Are they going to team up? Are they going to be like, you know, UFC-style buddies? There's a lot of unanswered questions. You know, what's going on with The Undertaker? Can he be trusted by Austin? You know, what's this unholy alliance between Mankind and Kane as well? Exactly. You know, there's a lot of unanswered questions that leave me wanting more. Exactly. I mean, this, re- this show really started to move us through the highway to hell storyline with The Undertaker accused of plotting behind Steve Austin's back. Since Jantek had not been a hill since early 1992, the possibility he might turn was a big deal at the time. The mid-card has also developed nicely, although the Alstice is wearing a bit thin. Yes, and uh, the Monday Night War rating got a 4.3 as compared to Nitro, who got a 4.0. Our next episode of Raw is episode 265, June 22nd, the go-home show. Raw wins again with a 4.3 to a 4.1, and Paul is lounging at his home. Well, Vince comes out and introduces the next WWF champ, and here comes Kane. Vince calls this an opportunity of a lifetime, especially after his childhood. He continues about Kane's rejection, ridicule, scorn, and abuse, and those days will be gone forever after this Sunday. He will take his place with all the people who have come before him, and it is his destiny. No force on earth can stop destiny, not even Stone Cold. He will dedicate this title match to his father and challenges Austin like he's never been challenged before. This type of match has never been held before. There is no such thing as a pinfall or submission. Countouts or DQs do not exist either. Oh fuck, it is a first blood match. Those suck balls. Ask TNA about that. I guess it was novel then. Vince wants to know how confident Austin is in retaining the title, as Kane is extremely confident, and Kane will speak publicly for the first time about a contract he signed. Shit, this is getting worse. He has a voice box, and if he does not win the title, he will set himself on fire. I mean, I know wrestling is fake, but I think that's illegal. Vince just said that Kane will breathe his last breath. They bring in cops to add realism. Now just advocated self-immolation... Who wrote that shit? Well, Kane will set himself on fire. We know he will. Uh, next match, well, first match is Ken Shamrock versus Mark Henry. And the Nation are sent to the back. Shamrock gets in some offence. This is the King of the qualifying match. But it's power slammed. Henry does not go. Pulls him up after the whip into the corner squashes him. He drops an elbow into the back of the head. Henry hits him in the ribs and puts him in the bear hug. He tosses Shamrock and puts him back into it. Shamrock escapes and for some reason tries for a sunset flip and gets sat on. Henry puts him back into the bear hug. Shamrock escapes again and Henry falls to the floor after a hurricane runner. Vader runs down and blasts Henry who slowly rolls back in the ring and right into a belly to belly and it's over. Yeah, it wasn't a terrible match and Shamrock has qualified for the tournament. Now asks how he feels. He feels great and will win on Sunday. Well, they show Edge lounging by the railing and he will debut tonight. On this day! After the commercial, they show him standing in the crowd again. Well, match two is Dustin Runnels versus X-Pac. Pac is just destroying Runnels. He knocks him around the ring, knocks him to the floor, and back in the ring, back in the ring, flies into him. 
He's finally caught and dropped on the ropes a couple of times, and after a couple of clotheslines, Dustin gets two. two. He slows it down by going after the arm. Pack escapes and hits the flying tackle. Dustin falls to the floor where China runs him over as Pack rests in the, in the ring uh, and distracted the ref. Pack, le- Pack leaks off the apron and nails him and back in the ring snaps him over and connects with a guillotine leg drop and applies a rear chin lock. Dustin gets to his feet but is kicked and then dropped with a heel kick. Back to the chin lock. This time Dustin punches out and bulldogs him and then nails him with a right. Dustin has a fall and low as Cole claims this would be an upset. After suplex, he gets a two count. Pack is running to the corner and whipped to the other, and he goes for his bulldog, but China trips him up, and he just turns away from her, and Pack kicks his head off for the win. It was a decent, nice, long match. Triple H has come down, and Dustin is winning to shape, but gets the crotch chop in Chem. Gets the crotch chop instead. Paul is at his house, and JR wants to know what he thinks about Kane setting himself on fire. Paul knows that he will do it, but he won't have to do it as Paul will be by his side at the pay-per-view. Lawler is in the ring and yells he does not like head as Snow comes in dressed as an old woman. Lawler has set up a meeting with Vince and he wants his crown back. Snow yells at head for stealing it. Jerry's baffled and wants his crown. They make the exchange as Snow calls head a thief. This is not an appointment but a contract signed by Vince. He at head for basically saying he cannot read fast. Al wants to know if Brian Christopher is Lawler's son... And he has to face him with Scott Taylor in order to get into the WWF. Now Snow flips that he has to do the job at the pay-per-view. Lawler reminds him that if he loses, he is out of the WWF. Snow gets on his back and wants to be pinned to get it over with. He calls out too much as the name is now. Lawler does. Snow beats him up and head accepts the challenge at the pay-per-view and run through the crowd. Kevin Kelly is at Stone Cold's door to Kane's challenge soon. Mark Mero versus Jeff Jarrett is our next match. And that is J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T. That is J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T. The winner faces Shamrock. That is, no. Nah. The winner faces Shamrock in the first round at the pay-per-view. And the fans chant for Sable, and this upsets Mero. JJ tries to take advantage of this, but is taken down. And Mero springs off the top with a moonsault and gets a near fall. Jarrett gets in some offence, but the whip he kicks Mero. But the whip... Off the whip, he kicks Mero and then practically power bombs him into the rope. Jarrett gets a two. Two. And then stomps on him and goes for a back suplex, but Mero lands on his feet only to be kicked and then drop kicked. Mero bulldogs him, bulldog, Mero bulldogs him after JJ telegraphs the backdrop, but then misses the elbow drop and rolls him up for two. Two. Jarrett is up and drops him with a short. <coughs> Jarrett is up and drops him with a shot to the head. Runs his head into the corner, then does his typical choke out on the ropes and then leaps on him. Jeff Strutz goes off the ropes and Jackie trips him up. Lee runs over but is held back by the ref and this allows Mero to nut JJ and hit the TKO or the wannabe diamond cutter. Jackie's yelling at the ref. Here comes Sable who must have had her boobs enhanced again. Mero is yelling and turns right into a DDT and it is over. Another decent match. Yes, and Kevin Kelly tells him that he's in the final four at the pay-per-view. Jarrett clowned King. Jarrett declares he will be clowned. Jarrett declares he will be crowned as King of the Ring. Well, match four is Road Dog versus Kane. Well, the Outlaws do their spiel. Road Dog thumbs the eye after being sent to the corner, but Kane just unloads on him with some clotheslines. He drops him with a big boot, then chokes him out. Kane is manhandling, tossing around like a rag doll. He thrusts him into the corner, but Road Dog ducks a blow and close eyes him to the floor. 
Kane lands on his feet and then bounces Dog's throat off the top rope and connects with a flying clothesline. Kane misses in the corner but whips Dog, who ducks only to be chokeslammed. Road Dog nuts him but is grabbed by the back of his hair and brought back in and chokeslammed and then finished off with a tombstone. Well, the crowd is really silent during Kane matches and Road Dog should really should not get in one blow, but I guess he is the tag champ. Paul declares he will be at a pay-per-view as he is healing. Yes, and match five is the debut of Edge, and he's going against Jose Estrada. My name is... My name is... My name is Jose Estrada. Well, would this young gun become anything, Dan, eh, in the action era? Or is it Edge? They're just doing the same DX thing, apart from he's coming through the crowd. 6-4-2-40. Good God, young gun. And he's getting in the ring and getting stopped straight away by Jose Estrada. Of course, he used to be part of Los Barricas, Puerto Rican heritage. AJ hasn't even got his uh, T-shirt yet. Oh! Hits him with a spear and delivers some big right hands to the head. Oh, my God. Edge is on fire, baby. Well, on this day, Edge made his debut. He did indeed. Let's not forget the date. Drop kick by Edge and Jose on the outside. Ah, burn it down, Edge. Here he comes. Over the top. Oh, oh. lovely plunge over the top rope, taking out Estrada. There you go. Jose's out, and now Tim White's telling Edge he's got to count him out. Um, yeah, because not a great Joe's really hurt. His head was hit by Edge's leg. Well, Kane is all upset by what happened to Paul and Mankind is trying to calm him. Jose is being stretched out. And match six is Dan the Mustache Everin versus Owen Hart. Well, they battle back and forth and Owen takes him down, but is tackled and given a German suplex. Owen comes back with a perfect plex and gets a two count. Two. Owen gives him a backbreaker, puts him in a clutch. Dan is up and he runs Owen into the corner and nails him with a belly to belly. Owen low drops him and goes and gets a chair. Dan takes it from him, and Ref tries to hold it back as Owen retreats to the floor. X-Pop runs down, a blast him with a chair, and Mustache finishes him off. Well, Dan the Mustache Severin cannot wrestle. But he can wear a damn fine mustache. Oh, he's got the handsome mustache. He is the original Mustache Mountain member. And the nation runs down to check on Owen. Well, instantly about Edge's debut, Jose really did break his neck. No wonder Edge was bitter, as it really was a shitty debut. I wonder what I'd do for his early career. But isn't that weird? His first match at WWE, he breaks someone's neck. And how did Edge retire? Bad neck. Bad neck. Is it karma? I'm not sure. No, sure. it's not karma. It's Jose Estrada. <laughs> Silly. <laughs> well, The Rock has the mic and wants a piece of DX. And here they are. And it comes. And then the referees and the slaughter are trying to hold them back. But we are trying to get this match now. It's The Rock. Versus Triple H for a chance in the semi-finals. The King of the Ring. And it is champion versus champion. And The Rock going right after Triple H. Attacking him from behind. It's quite a slow start between these two guys. Bit of a test of strength. Rock Irish rips Triple H into a corner. Hits him with a close on as he comes out. Going for a cover. Oh, but Triple H managing to kick out. Oh. And the Rock's been the dominant one in the early going ever since that cheap shot. And both leaders of the respected crews going at it now. A lot of bad blood here. Triple H has now got the upper hand. A lovely suplex to the rock. He's now measuring the rock, looking for that patented knee drop. Bang, plants it straight on the forehead of the rock. 
Let's recover two. Ooh. The Rock manages to kick out. China oh. looking on it. Forget Triple H beat X Pac a couple of weeks ago to be in this to have the opportunity to go forward in the King of the Ring. Rock dodges Triple H's clothesline. Hits him with a DDT. And the Rock straight back up. And the Rock saying to China, look what I'm going to do to him. With Triple H managing to kick out. Oh. And the Rock slamming Triple H done. And now he's going to look to put him away. Oh, he's going to plant the people's elbow. As the Rock runs the ropes. Ooh, pow. Well, he told China he was going to hit it. And he's got it. Goes to the cover. One, two. Oh. The Triple H managing to kick out. Oh. The Rock getting frustrated now. <coughs> and now Hunter's finally getting back into this match. Hits the Rock with a big right hand. Well, we haven't seen much from him. And the Rock cuts him off again. Rock's been one step ahead. And now having a warning about the closed fists. Oh, that they can see. <laughs> The millions of interferences they can't see for shit. I think, yeah, it's the problem. The Rock threatening or having or helping and saying, I'm a free for now. Till I get caught stealing shirts. And now the Rock laying a smack down on Triple H's monkey ass. And having to trying to pull the Rock off. <laughs> but the Rock not happy with that and threatens to give her a big right hand. And now choking him with a boot in the corner. And the Rock telling Triple H to suck it. But I think that just fires Triple H up as he comes out of the corner with some big right hands. Rocking the rock. Oh, my God. Right hand. Shake, rattle and right hand. Right hand floors him. Dun. Big knee to the face and the rock's in. Irish rip reverse. Rock dodges his head. Right into a knee breaker. Tells the rock to suck it and delivers a thunderous clothesline taking him down. And the rock now rolls to the outside. Maybe thinks that's going to be safe. But Triple H chasing him then. Look at the bounce steps, but he blocks it and sends Triple H into him instead. And the Rock's back in, and China sneaking up behind the referee's back. Rock's telling Triple H to suck it. Look behind you. Oh! China plants him with a heavy DDT. Uh, Triple H comes in for the... One, two... Oh! Well, thankfully, the Rock managed to kick out. Oh, but I, I'm starting to believe China is the true leader of DX. So she may well be. Trying to give Triple H victory. Irish rips the rock. It gets the sleeper locked in now. Now the rock might be dozing off. Triple H's got the European title. Not managing to get out. Gets Triple H into a sleeper now. And now Triple H could be falling asleep. One knee to the floor. Now Triple H is falling to sleep. A big Rocky sucks chunk going through the crowd. Well, the Rock telling the fans to shut up because it's helping Triple H get back into this. He finally powers out with some big elbows, throws out a big right hand. Irish whip time. Sends the Rock down low, China up on the apron. Rock, that distracts him long enough. The Rock saying he's going to hit China. Oh, well, he turns around and goes straight into a pedigree, but the Rock comes out. Low blow to Triple H. Perfect plex. One... Two, three. Hey! And that gives The Rock the victory. Well, Rock gets the job done. Like i got to say, best match of the night. China is awesome. I think she's the new leader, but The Rock showing how good he is there. 
Well, DX runs down and assaults the rock, and now the nation comes and joins the melee. My God, so what a brilliant brawl there between nation DX. It's only getting started. Uh, Kane is rocking back and forth as Mankind tries to calm him down. Mankind is rocking back and forth as Kane's trying to calm him down. Well, Mankind has the mark and tells Undertaker that he is urinating on his grave and calls him a cowardly son of a bitch. He never thought that it would apply to Undertaker, but what else is he? Wrestler and the Undertaker just attacked him for no reason. Taker could be arrested and put behind bars, but blood is thicker than water, and Mankind will have a surprise for him. Kane will have the title, Mankind will take out the Undertaker, and Paul will have his arsehole. Match 8, Mankind versus Billy Gunn. Mankind starts off with some knees and then clotheslines him to the floor, and of course, China gets involved. Now, the reason why she didn't get kicked out, you twat, because she manages license. Now the ref wants her to leave, and Mankind attacks Billy from behind and pounds him as China slowly heads to the back. Gunn gets his head rammed into the steps. Gunn reverses the whip, sending Mankind over the top steps. Gunn's offensive is short-lived as Mankind rolls him back in the ring and gets a two-count. Two! Gunn puts him in the sleeper, but is backed into the corner. Gunn kicks him in the head, but walks right into a clothesline and is dumped to the floor. Mankind launches the elbow from the apron, and Mankind has a still steps, but Gunn drop kicks them into him. Gunn stomps on him, he rolls him back into the ring, and goes for the pile driver, but he's backdropped, and Mankind finishes him off with the claw! Normally I'll be baffled at this while the tag team champs both lost, but they are terrible. Mankind has to run to the back, and Kane's not there, and he cannot find him. Well, here comes Sable, and she introduces Austin. He wants her to give Vince a message, and raises her, raises her middle finger for her, and tells him it's from Stone Cold. If he is a marked man, then he's not hard to find. He looks under the ring, is ready to beat someone's ass. He accepts Kane's little stipulation and will accept any type of match. He has bled before and is not afraid to bleed again. But when the belt is on the line, and then Kane's big dead ass will belong to Austin. If Kane is dumb enough to set himself on fire, then Austin will buy the hot dogs and beer as he will sit around and watch him burn. If he starts to go out, then, Kane, then Austin will throw another log on the fire. Kane comes to the stop of the ramp. Oh, here comes Kane now. Kane's at the top of the ramp. It's Kane! And he's looking straight at Steve Austin. And what's Kane's sick mind going to do? I hate you. Oh, my God! Well, Austin's shown some blood. Oh, my God, it's blood coming from the ceiling. Right on Steve Austin. He's soaked through. Now he's got the voice box. Oh my god, that is Onimus by Kane. Onimus or Ominous? Onimus. Onimus. Ominous. 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 Thank you. Onimus. On the bus. He says the blood this Sunday will be. And Austin is seething. My god, that was sick. But what a great episode of Raw, eh? That was very interesting. And again, some more angle advancement. And it just shows us going in the right direction. Because, you know, with WCW, everyone is just so busy. I mean, you know, people have got about three or four feuds going on. But with Raw, you know, it's kind of simple and straightforward. I know Kane has got a couple of feuds on. Like, you know, he's going against Austin for the title. And he's also got a tag team match against the New Age Outlaws. You know, a Mankind as well. He's occupied with The Undertaker and also teaming with Kane. But, you know, it's not too much, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. And, um... I really like the way the storyline's going. It makes sense. And now our next event is King of the Ring 1998. Of course, we already listened to that 
on the podcast. You can go back and listen to Kingdom of Ignite. We, we released that on June 28th when it was. And what an incredible event it, it was as well, you know? A hellacious affair, to say the least. And Kingdom of Ignite 8 was ordered in 310,000 homes, watching on pay-per-view. An indication of just how hot WWF was at that time. That is over... 1,000, uh, 130,000 more buys than the 97 edition and more home buys than WrestleMania's 11 and 12. It's also about 100,000 than the previous months over the edge. So it's growing and growing and our next episode, Monday Night Raw, is episode 266, June 29th. Now how much was it back then for the pay-per-view? I think about $25 maybe. About $25. So 25, so that's like three, six nine about a million yeah well you know averaging about a million dollars so he's looking at kane will kane give him an answer oh it's on like donkey kong then well, there we go well yes Vince mcmahon commissioner s laughter and gerald briscoe come out and the wwf title is encased in a glass box in the ring the crowd loudly questions vince's sexuality as he gloats about steve austin losing the title at king of the ring Kane and Paul Bearer come out, and Bearer puts over how he and his son's dreams have come true. Mankind goes to put the WWF title around Kane's waist when Austin crashes the party and says Kane never made him bleed at King of the Ring. As a result, Austin demands a rematch and goes Kane into giving one by saying he, if he doesn't, he will never be as good as his brother. Austin's intensity carried this segment, which was much better than the generic authority figure sets up a title match angle. We get pictures of last night Steve Austin Kane WWF title match. And they're shown and rated by Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawyer. Ross and Lawyer in the booth and they are live from Cleveland, Ohio. I'm glad that we now have Ross and Lawyer full-time instead of just having them fill the second hour. And the opening contest is Stephen Regal versus Darren Drozdoff. Yeah, and this is Regal's WF debut and he's introduced by Sable. He is sporting his traditional attire and not the ridiculous real man gimmick that he would receive at the end of the year. I cannot wait until we see the real man. He's a man! His theme music is just a generic rock and roll beat, which is quite a shock I've seen Regal wrestle under the Blue Blood theme in WCW. Well, Ross does his best to put over Regal, but the crowd does not take kindly to his map-based style, and Lawler is more interested in talking to Sable on commentary. A pretty boring squash, and this is a good example of why airing vignettes before someone debuts is a good idea. So, I, I, I do you know something? I had no clue. I knew St- uh, Steve Regal, obviously, William Regal, was at a Survivor Series. That's a nice double underhook from Draws, and that looks like the Regal stretch. I knew he was at Survivor Series. I never knew he debuted earlier than this. Did you know Steve uh, Regal was like in the Attitude Era in 1998? I only thought he really. Yeah. Became a proper character at the end of 99 for me. Well, the thing is, is he, at, he debuted a week after Edge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up, isn't it? Yeah. When you think of it like that, and Regal here, and some of these guys would last... We don't... I don't... I, I, I class Edge part of the Attitude Era, but what he accomplished afterwards, so much more. You know, some of these like, actors, you know, like Austin and The Untaker and stuff, it's weird how most of them are still around to this day, you know? I mean, yeah, you've got your Mark Marrows and your people like that. But there's Regal getting a victory. Michael Cole interviews Ken Shamrock. Well, Michael Cole interviews Ken Shamrock, who cuts a very bland promo about how he respects The Rock and how it feels to be good, how it feels good to be king of the ring. 
Hart interrupts and says that he's a better Shamrock and hope can to be and can hope to be. Owen challenges Shamrock to a fight tonight and Shamrock accepts. Triple H and China come out and Triple H argues that if there's going to be a King of Kings match, then he has to be in it. He challenges them to a triple threat match, which was accepted. What was funny about this segment for that was that what was funny about what was funny about this segment was that Shamrock still wanted to use the old names for wrestlers like Rocky Marvin instead of Hunter Hearst Helms instead of Triple H. <laughs> well, it's difficult for him to learn, isn't it? Call 815-734-1161 to get your D-Generation X video for $14.95 plus $4 shipping and handling. Wow. Have you got that video? Yeah. Well, yeah. brawl for all first round. Steve Blackman beats Marvellous Mark Mero via decision. Ah, yes. Watch round. Yes, the brawl for all. A competition that led to a bunch of injuries and was originally booked as a shoot has begun. The rules for brawl for all. Three one-minute rounds and a point system is used to render the decision if a knockout is not achieved. Five points for most punches, five points for takedown, and ten points for knockdowns. The crowd loudly boos since their mind, since in their mind they pay to watch a wrestling. They work up a loud, we want wrestling chant, and not a tough man competition. Marketing probably plays a role as well since the WF did not hype the competition in the weeks leading up to it. Although Mayro has an advantage in his punching skills, Blackman just keeps taking him down for easy points throughout the bout. Mayro is a former Golden Gloves champion, so the punches are real. I was going to watch a round, but it's just so tedious. Yeah, that's a brawl for all. We're going to see a lot more of that, Dan. Well, Kevin Kelly says that he will find out why Kane decided to accept Steve Austin's challenge tonight. China DDT on Owen last night at the King of the Ring. It's a skittle slam of the week. Kane tells Kelly that he took Austin's challenge because he knows he can beat him and that he is a better champion than his brother ever was. The Untaker is shown arriving at the arena, which is always an angle I laugh at. at what other workplaces except will show up halfway through your shift? <laughs> Indeed, Jess. And Val Venus pins Dick to go with Yamaguchi-san with the money shot at three minutes and two seconds. Venus leers at Yamaguchi-san's wife, who is sitting in the front row, and this is the first step in one of the most greatest yet memorable feuds of 1998. During the match, Dustin Runnels joins Ross and Lawler on commentary and encourages them to spread the word of God. Extended squash for Venus, who remains undefeated in the WWF. After the bout, Yamaguchi-san hits Val Venus after Venus does his dance in front of his wife, and Venus lays him out and the rest of the car tied with a chair. Somehow, Venus is the face here. Cole interviews Austin, who says he's very confident that he's going to regain the WF title tonight. And a King of Kings triple threat match, Ken Shamrock, Owen Hart and Triple H with China. Well, and here comes Owen Hart coming, and Shamrock has caught him coming down to the ring. So this match is really going to get started. Shamrock sends Owen into Barricade. Well, this is a perfect concept for a TV main event, but it's trumped tonight by Kane-Austin title match. This is a usual triple threat formula where two guys wrestle and another guy ends up on the floor. But at least the action is continuous. So here we go. Shamrock sending Owen into the stand. Has Triple H ever come out yet? No, Shamrock beating up Owen Hart. Bounces head off the announce table. And Shamrock looks serious. There's Triple H waiting for him. He's well, cleverly he's letting outside. them brawl on the outside. He's a cerebral assassin. Or is he yet? No, he's not yet. But he's learning his ways. You can see... Whipping Triple H drops his head, but Triple H kicks him with a punt under the chin. Some big right hands from the game throws Owen against the ropes, delivers a big knee, goes for a cover, but Shamrock in quickly to break it up. And now Shamrock knocking down Triple H. Now, I do really like Shamrock, it shows a lot of fire. I think the fans are behind him as well. 
I think he had quite a bit of potential. He yeah. is Brock Lesnar before Brock Lesnar, really, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. And uh, the fans seem to be accepting it. Owen Hart, obviously, the kind of workhorse in this, the, the veteran type. Definitely lower mid-card, you know, slash mid-card for Owen. And Triple H, the future COO. Exactly. And Shamrock with a calf kick to Triple H. And Owen taking out Shamrock. I mean, has Owen got to decide who he hates more out of Shamrock and Triple H? Well, it's the thing, he doesn't uh, hang around with the people that he dislikes, does he? And he's choking out Shamrock at the moment. Yeah, I'll be hating a bit. Can't let Triple H get his breath back, though. His heart drops some knees to the ribs. Triple H is from behind. I think he's just letting the action walk, carry on. <laughs> and delivers a very blatant thumb to the eye. Snapmare takedown, and now he's just punching away at Owen's head. The Shamrock recovers on the outside. Well, Shamrock trying to get his breath back. Triple H now with a suplex to Owen. Oh, bit of a delayed suplex there. Looking to drop the knee onto the forehead of Owen. And now Shamrock in, kicking Triple H. Of course, King of the Ring winner. Shamrock, will he have a bright future now? Beat the Rock in the final. And now he's slamming down Triple H. Of course, this is why we're having this, because the King of Kings... Shamrock's the 1998 King of the Ring winner. Triple H, 1997. Own Hart, 1994 King of the Ring. It's just clicked to me, Dan. There you go. The King of Kings of the Rings. Who won 95? 95 was Mabel. Ah. And we might see him soon. Spoiler alert. Brett, of course, won it in 1993. And Austin in 1996. And he's going after the WF Championship tonight. Owen sent to the outside. Owen comes back in. He's got Triple H up for the pole driver. Oh, the career ender. But Shamrock managing to break up the pinfall attempt. Now Shamrock the kick to Owen. A lot. <laughs> a lot. A lot. A lot. A lot. A lot. And now Shamrock, nice snap suplex to Owen Hart. Owen low blow to Shamrock. German suplex. Oh. With the bridge, but Triple H again to break it up. Well, we're back for the break. And Triple H's got Owen Hart. Hits him with the atomic drop. And now look what happened in the break. And Owen Hart doing a double jaw breaker. After the triple sleeper. And a single leg breaker by Triple H. And now Owen Hart looking on might be like, yeah, all right, let's show get beaten up by Triple H for a bit. Throws him back in to the lion's den. And Owen's going to go for the Boston Crab or the Canadian Crab. I think Triple H wants to get in there quite quickly. Throws off the rope. Bang, shoves Owen from behind. Stomping away, punching away on Shamrock. China looking on at ringside. And Triple H taking down Shamrock. Owen's going up top. Who rang the bell? Don't know. Dropkick by Owen. Maybe some fan. Owen's got a sharpshooter. And Shamrock caught in it. But Triple H throwing Owen to the outside. And now Triple H, Irish ripping Shamrock reversed. Shamrock lowered his head right into the knee of Triple H. Now Looking Tri for the pedigree, but Owen spinning heel kick. I think he just knocked the head off the Triple H there. Well, there's a few fans in the crowd with heads. And now Owen punching away at Triple H. Vicious Irish whip. Plants him with a DDT. Sherlock up. Right hands to Owen. Hits up with a spinning back elbow. Falls into Triple H. Well, Owen knocks Goofy then. <laughs> Irish Mickey and now Shamrock up another big right hand to Owen Irish rip attempt and just kicks him in the chin bang spinning calf kick and Shamrock going for a cover but Owen Hart managing to kick out oh 
And a lovely power slam there on Triple H. And as he screams, he's going to that next level. He's going to that place. Tough voices in his head. Hurricane runner there, dropping Owen on his head. Going for the ankle lock. Uh Uh-oh, Owen's in trouble. Oh, but Triple H with a boot to the head. And now Triple H, Irish ripping Ken, but Ken reverses. Catches him. With oh. Hurricane Rana, but Triple H reverses it into a powerbomb. Goes for the cover, but Shamrock managing to kick out. Oh. Now Owen up. Insecurity to Triple H. Sends him out of the ring. I don't think Owen's finished yet. Baseball slide sends Triple H halfway up the ramp. And now he's going to target Ken Shamrock, but China. Low Bridges Hart sends him to crash into the outside. And Owen saying, You. The referee to break it up. Now here comes Shamrock to Owen. Drops him with the right hand and the Rock's there. Hits Triple H with the IC title. <laughs> and the Rock laid a smackdown on Triple H. It's like the Rock's just been knocked out. Austin, uh, Triple H has been Austin knocked Austin out. Austin Gate, I'm thinking, goddamn. Shamrock sends Owen into Barry Cade. Goes for the cover. One, two, three. Oh my god. Well, take note, any wrestling purist out there, Shamrock is the true king of kings. Yes, he is, and Triple H has been infringing on his rightful gimmick for the last 16 years. Mm. After the bout, the DX brawls into the locker room with a nation, and I put Shamrock in a ring post figure four before WWF officials intervene. This is mental, and this is just what we want to see. It's great, isn't it, you know? Well, The Undertaker comes out to a confession. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it is great. It's... it's... These two teams, I think it's just, you know, absolutely perfect. And I can't wait to see like the end product of what they're building towards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's great. Well, The Undertaker comes out to give a confession to Cole. The Undertaker says he inf- interfered in last night's WWF title match because he did not want to see his brother set himself on fire. Vince McMahon comes out and insists that The Undertaker only helped his brother because he thinks he can beat Kane for the title and not Austin. McMahon warns The Undertaker against interfering in tonight's WWF title match. My man's role in this segment was random and his adoption of The Undertaker's language about howl and suffering was odd. The Undertaker tosses the mankind off the top of the hell of a cell. It's a JVC kaboom, week, uh, kaboom of the week. Well, the ball for all first round, Mark Bradshaw beats... Uh, sorry, the ball for all first round, Bradshaw beats Mark Canterbury via decision. Yeah. And what a fucking surname this bloke has got. I know, it's a shame what happened, really, isn't it? Canterbury is, of course, everyone's favourite Arkansas hog farmer, Henry Godwin. They have not released him, so who knows who's facing who. Bradshaw refuses to sit on his stool during the rest periods, and Canterbury only tries to do takedowns in the third and final round, which is too little too late. At least this fight features some punch- punching segment. Sequences. Punching sequences. Well, we get our first graphic highlighting the highway to hell and SummerSlam in nine weeks. Oh, my God. Well, LOD 2000, welcome back. Paul Ellering as their new manager. And now Sonny is out of the company. However, the Soul for the Apocalypse come out and Ellering, in a swerve, announced that he really with DOA. The DOA do a beatdown with Ellering using pages of newspaper as a weapon. What the hell? Well, The Undertaker tells Kevin Kelly that no one tells him what to do. Which means that we not heed Vince McMahon's warning to not get involved in the main event. And the main event is WWF Championship match. Stone Cold Steve Austin Kane to try and retain or to try and get his title back. Well, Kane has come out here with a WWF title. 
You get it to pull Bear out, and now the fireworks. So we are going to get a tag WF title match 24 hours after the King of the Ring. Can Austin be successful? So here you go, the bell rings, and Austin goes straight after Kane. And he said to him earlier, he said, do you really want to be known as the guy that got handed the WF title by your brother? Are you better than that? And Austin's on fire, even though he's got a staff infection in his elbow. Even up last night, he's taking it to Kane. But the big man reverses Austin in the corner, and now the huge right hands. Kane with a big uppercut to Austin, knocking him back down to the mat. But Austin ain't going to give up that easy. He's the toughest SOB in the WWF. Well, Kane drops his head and Austin makes him pay. Austin takes it down with a clothesline. I'm shocked. Drops a staff-infected elbow onto the throat of Kane. Going right for the mask. Piston fire right hand. And Paul Bear is screaming. Austin wants to put him away early. The Irish rips Kane. Delivers a boot to the midsection. Looking for the stunner, but Kane pushes him off. Goes out of the ring, but lands on his feet. Probably one of the most coolest uh, reversals of a stunner. But Austin on the apron. As he comes running off, takes out Kane. Almost decapitated him, and now he's going to send him headfirst into the stairs. No, body first. Austin's got Kane again. Irish ripping him into the stairs. He's certainly delivering the punishment to Kane. Kane! Kane! It's Kane's in trouble. <clears throat> 20 hours in the WF title. Austin says Kane into barricade. And now these two men <coughs> and now these two men are brawling in the aisle way. Austin saying Austin sends Kane back in. Checking his knee brace back, gives chance, gives Kane a chance to recover. And it doesn't take long for this big red machine to recover. Now down on Steve Austin. And Kane delivering some big right hands to Austin who's beaten down in the corner. Do you think Austin can beat Kane? I'm not sure. It's one-on-one now. Kane dodging the clothesline. Lou Fred's press from Austin. Some big lefts and rights to the jaw of Kane. Austin has been awesome in this match so far, though. I don't think you can doubt him. The fans 100% behind him. As he drags Kane to the corner, he's looking to wrap his leg around the ring post. And that's how you chop a big man down. Now rattles away at the turnbuckle, uh, at the ring post. Austin throwing Kane back in. Goes low with a chop block. Takes Kane off his feet again. <coughs> and Austin's got Kane. And Kane kicks him off. Sends him out. Well, <laughs> sends him out of the ring. Eventually. I think Austin got a bit hung up there on the second rope. Oh, and Kane coming down on Austin. Irish whipping Austin into the steel stairs. Knees first. Well, that's payback. For what happened earlier. And now Kane. Looking pretty unstoppable at this moment in time. He's beat the Untaker and Steve Austin in the last couple of weeks. Can he beat Austin again? Slams him throat first into Barry Cade. And now Kane just choking out Austin. Throws him back into the ring. And climbing up and over. Up and over. Pat is gay. And Kane's in uppercut to Austin. Sickening blows. Irish ripping. Oh my god. Irish ripping Austin stern and first into the turnbuckles. Now Kane's got that look on his face like he knows what to do. How can you see a look on his face? He's wearing a mask. It's the kind of look he had in there when he turned his head like, yeah, I'm, I'm in control of this now. I'm going to bust him open. 
It wasn't in the busted him open. It was the Undertaker. Now it's Paul Bearer. Yeah, but he wouldn't have been thanks to Kane being in the first blood match. That's why the circumstances have begun. And now Kane going outside after Paul Bearer hits Austin with a microphone. Austin tracking Paul down. He should turn his attentions back to Kane, I think, who catches up with Austin, delivers a big right hand. And now Austin's got to dig deep. I mean, if he loses this, McMahon will send him to the back of the line to be WWF champion again. And now Kane with a sleeper. Simple Barry's got spit on his back. <laughs> now Kane's just choking out the rattlesnake, trying to squeeze any life in him. I don't think he's got any life in him. And wait a minute, crowd getting up. And I don't think that's just for Austin's comeback. No, it's for Undertaker walking down to the ring. And what the frick is the Undertaker doing here? Austin gets out the sleeper. Kane delivers a big boot, though, as Austin tries running the ropes. And Undertaker going for Paul Bearer. Kane slams Austin down. Drops the elbow across the throat of the rattlesnake. And now has Kane been distracted? No. no. He's going up top. And look how easy it is for the big man. So agile. The WWF champion off the top. And a big clothesline taking down Austin. Goes for the cover. Two. But Austin managing to kick out. Oh. I don't know how he's still got it in him. <laughs> and now Kane. Kane! He's got Austin again in the sleep of the fans. Hoping Austin get back into it. The Undertaker looking ominously on. That's a big right hands from Austin. Ducks under the clothesline attempt. But oh. gets caught by the throat from Kane. Chokeslam time. Bang. Plants him with a choke. See? Austin, one of the greatest World Wrestling Federation champions of all time, gets chokeslammed by Kane and he stays down for a good seven to nine seconds. 79 seconds. Seven to nine seconds. And now Kane's got Austin up. It's tombstone time. We've got a... No, Austin managed to fight out. Kick to the midsection. Looking for the stunner. Kane pushes him off. He ducks the big boot attempt. Hits it second time of asking. Stunner! One, Stunner! two, three. Oh! And no! And look at the reaction. Think the reaction, that's the reaction of Roman Reigns when he finally wins the title. Oh, the yeah. crowd going absolutely mental, jumping up and down. The historic on Raw, a new WWF champion. Uh-oh. Now the Undertaker back in. Was he in cahoots with Kane? He didn't get involved in it. Austin's got his belt back. Well, Undertaker pouring away at Paul Bearer. Austin catches the distraction and delivers an uh, an okay, a stunner to Undertaker as well. Oh, my God. The dead man gets hit with a stunner. Stunner, stunner, stunner. And Austin walks out. Glorious. My God. Aside from a popping rating, which the show did, it made little sense to give Kane a one-day reign as champion. His short reign, as well as his match with Austin, played out this show, denting some of his credibility as an unstoppable monster, as long as he was not fighting his brother. But that sort of cancelled out because they both possessed supernatural powers. So our next episode of Raw is Raw 267, July 6th. Not sure if this is taped. I believe it is, as last week was live. So it will not be until next week that we get the WWS response to Nitro. Anyway, Raw was decent, if disappointing, last week, and hopefully it gets better. Nitro obviously won 4.8 to 4.0. Well, no, I was just about to say, we, we all know, well, 
The Raw that this went up against was Goldberg versus Hogan. The Nitro so, that this went up against. The, 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 the Nitro went up against was Hogan versus Goldberg, which is one of the biggest ones from the Georgia Dome, you know? Undertaker has come out and demands a match with Austin. Cole is frantically looking for him and finally finds him and is brushed off and Austin heads to the ring and he and Undertaker draw back and forth after Austin agrees to a match. Vince comes out and demands their attention as the inmates are now trying to run the asylum. Austin will defend the title when he says so and the opponent will be of Vince's choosing. However, Vince is inclined to allow that to happen, but only at the next pay-per-view and the fans boo that. He does not care if they tear each other apart. They can do this the easy way or the hard way. So they will be partners against Kane and Mankind. Seeing as Undertaker is hell-bent on becoming a champ, everyone will hang on Vince's every word and a number one contender tonight. Something about every superstar in the ring or something. Let Vince lets Austin know how he feels about being a champ again and turns a salute into the finger. <clears throat> so we get Baracus in match one versus Savio Vegas. Baracus, or however you fucking say it or spell it, uh, doesn't even get his name displayed. I remember his promos and he never, ever appeared. Now here he is and I wonder if he's getting paid. Well, Vega pushes him into the corner but is taken down and JR is unsure if that will be scored. I mean, this is why this is confusing. Vega just pounds him, he hammers him with blow after blow and we actually get some excitement as Baracus was wobbly and against the ropes but saved by the bell. Alright, of course this is the, uh, whatever they called it, Brawl for all. The brawl for all. Round two. Is it Bracus? Is it tied? Bracus dives at him and missed by Maui. Wraps him up, tries to hit him, but Vega ducks, decks him and takes him down. Is it called a slip? Vega is dismantling. Bracus swings at him and down and wobbly. The bell rings. Final round. Bracus is bleeding as he glares at Vega, but he's still knocked around and cannot keep his feet and moves like molasses. He gets back to his feet and Bracus is pushed into the ropes and beaten with ease. I actually enjoyed this. And up next, it's Ken Shamrock versus Jeff Jack. That's J A double F J A double R E double T. Ain't he great? Well, Shamrock easily knocks Double J around. He sends him to the floor, but gets his throat bounced off the top rope. Jeff Jack leaps from the top rope with a crossbody, but Ken rolls him through and gets two. Two. Ken takes him down and has the ankle, but it's ropes and gets the assist from Lee. Shamrock goes after him and runs right into a JJ clothesline. JR thrusts him into the still steps. JR. JJ thrusts him into the still steps and rocks him with several shots to the head. Back in the ring, Shamrock is reeling after more blows and then a snap suplex. Jarrett gets a two count. Two. Jarrett then grabs the arm and clotheslines him and gets two. Two. After a drop kick. Shamrock is sent for the ride and put in a sleeper. Shamrock reverses the hold, but Jeff counters with a back suplex. Ken power slams him, gets two, two, and is fired up as he drop kicks JJ, who does not fall Shamrock on the float over. JJ is spiked, and they have brought back Mabel. Well, King Mabel. And he, is, and he clotheslines Shamrock and then crushes him with a big splash, and the match is tossed. Mabel? Well, well you, meant, you wanted to see him, and, and now we got him. Well, match three is Vader versus Bradshaw. They lock up. Vader got a solid response from the crowd. Bradshaw kicks him in the gut after lock-up, but Bradshaw runs him into a brick rule and is clotheslined. Vader drops the elbow and hammers him in the corner, and Bradshaw fires back, and the exchange blows. Vader headbutts him twice, and Bradshaw is woozy. After a short clothesline, drops him. Vader climbs up the second rope and predictably leaps into a power slam. And now we're getting more interference in this one. And it's Kane! 
Kane, a mankind. Well, they're not happy. They go straight after Vader. Maybe Bradshaw's saying, yeah, we're on team. Uh-oh. Nope. No, Manable Claw. Bradshaw's trying to fight it. Vader just dropped with a choke slam by Kane. And Kane hammers... Oh, look. Vader got up quite quickly after the choke slam. Yep. I need to get hit with a tombstone. And Kane and Mankind sending a message to everyone. Well, more interference. Uh, match four is DOA versus the Headbangers. The Headbangers just stand there as Paul tells DOA to charge, and they do. They maul the bangers. Skull takes off Mosh's head with a boot, but they come back as Frasher lends a hand. Eight Ball is tagged in, tagged in after Skull escapes, and he's drop-kicked, and Frasher leaps on him, getting a two-count. Two. Fuck. Paul Ellering, or however you spell his name, is fucking annoying. He makes no sense as he babbles at the announce table. DOA are in command as Frasher is hammered out on the floor. He gets back in the ring, dodges a blow and leaps up top and strikes with a flying clothesline. Tags are made by both combatants and the headbangers unload, but DOA overwhelms them and it is over. That wasn't too bad and there was no interference. No. Uh, match five, Terry Funk versus D'Lo Brown. Funk tackles him, but Brown is up and chops away. They both now exchange chops and Karma is getting more and more into the Godfather role. Funk apologising for two. Two. And then sweeps him into the mat. Funk tosses him to the floor. Funk goes up and nails him with a moonsault. Back in the ring, Funk slams him and gets two. Two. After another moonsault, Godfather cheats and Brown hits a moonsault for the win. Well, Funk still has it. And here comes the Undertaker and the Nation. And why does he attack him? And they both get choke slammed. JR tries to act like the Undertaker is out to help Funk. But he's choke slammed and the hill turn could be around the corner, especially due to feuding with Austin. Well, Vince comes down and states this is the moment the fans have been waiting for, as well as all the wrestlers who can hear his voice. Before he names the number one contender, he would like some wrestlers to come out. Mankind, who does not show up, and Vince is impatient, and finally he comes out. Kane is next, now The Undertaker. Vince calls them an electric group and muses allowed who should be the number one contender. Boo when he mentions Mankind and with what he did during the Hell in a Cell, Vince feels his pain and his hurt and publicly thanks him for all he has done for the WWF. But it is enough. But is it enough? Now to Kane. He calls him stupid and Kane is not happy about that, but Vince continues anyway, but does admit he has the guts for being willing to set himself on fire. Now he turns to The Undertaker and he is... Not too kind as he has set Kane on fire and beat Mankind. He probably wonders if he can beat Austin, but that for sure he is willing to do whatever it takes to win a title. We will find out tonight in a triple threat match. Oh my God, what a huge match that will be. Match five, Joss versus Hawk. Hopefully Hawk is sober for this brawl match. They exchange shots and Hawk loses his mouthpiece, so they pause the action. Joss tackles him right at the bell. Round two. Two. The takedown did not count, but they are pounding each other. Droz connects with some stiff shots, and Hawk is knocked back. But he hits Droz's hand, looks injured as the second round ends. Final round, they are a bit slower, but Hawk fires off some shots, and Hawk loses a mouthpiece again. And so Droz spits his out, and Hawk gets in one more beef flurry before both are not really connecting and are winded. Well, it was a draw, so go to a fucking decision then. Well, Mero's out with Jackie, and she still sucks on the mic. She hints that Mero lost last week because she wore him out in the bedroom. She makes fun of Sable's prowess in bed. Sable comes out and claims she has a pedal to the Mero's tireless flat, and he needs Viagra. 
Jackie calls her body prime real estate and she knows what a man wants. Sable claims that her body's been rented out quite often. What? Jackie calls her a skank and challenges her to a bikini... Biking contest? I think that's a bikini contest. Bikini contest and Sable tells her not to blow it but to show it and it's on. Damn, that was terrible. I would rather see them in a biking contest. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, match seven is Val Venus versus Justin Runnels. Jesus, some ladies actually respond to this ass clown. He sighs and grunts in the mic are quite scary and he makes beaver jokes as they are at Penn State. Dustin has his head bowed. Val tears him apart, tosses him around the ring and has him in a submission mood. He breaks the hold as Edge looks on from the crowd. Dustin fires back and uppercuts Val and strikes with some more rights but runs into some knees and is dropped with a side rush and leg sweep. Kind Tai runs out and assaults Val and Yamaguchi's son comes out with his wife. Yeah, that was an awful match and for once the interference was much needed. Okay, Kind Tai's beating him up. Yamaguchi has the mic and calls him half man. That Yamaguchi son is. He acts like he cannot speak English and butchers Val phrase and slaps Val. Now his wife does not look too happy. She stares at Val. Why oh why? Well DX has been behind closed doors all day and we will find out why. <laughs> I'm fucking hell. And here comes the nation. Dressed uh, here comes DX, sorry. Dressed like the nation. Yes, it's time for this gimmick where you think it's in good taste or bad taste or not. We've seen the NWO do it with the four horsemen. And now, I mean, x Pipe's definitely blacked up. There's no doubt about it. Well, Triple H is the rock. Rose Dog as D'Lo Brown. Is that x Pac is Mark Henry. Oh, X- Who's Owen then? Owen Hart is just a guy they trade, they've got in. He's an actor. Okay, well, someone is Owen. x Pac is in blackface as Mark Henry. Gunn is the godfather and so on. And Gunn is browned up as well. As Karma. Belo. Oh, there's Road Dog there. Part of the Rock will be played by Triple H. Do you well, think Triple H is slightly blackfaced I as well. I know. He's got the European title. put the IC on it. The crowd won it. <laughs> That's a neck thing, though. I'll give credit to Road Dog there. Belo. Yeah, what's up with DX next? They've been behind closed doors all day. We'll find out why when we come back.
came from the bathroom crock. And ooh, you should have smelled what the rock was cooking. <laughs> oh, look at Milo. Nation ain't gonna like this. I ain't thinking. You should have smelled what the rock was baking. The rock was baking. Brother was baking. <laughs> look at look at Milo. He's the man. He's the man. I'm trying to Milo. Uh oh. Going on here now. Wait a minute. Uh oh, it's the people's elbow, JR. Ah, uh, the best damn elbow in the business, according to The Rock. Look at this. <laughs> As a matter of fact, <laughs> people's elbow. And the people are standing up. Look at this. When it comes to the crock and the ladies, and the crock hits rock bottom, he has no choice but to lay that smack down on himself. <laughs> you hear that? The brother smacks himself down. Oh, look at Dino. Oh, man. Can you imagine the rock? He's broken every piece of furniture in his living room right now. Hey, wait a minute. Look at this guy. That is nose to park a bus on his face. Supposed to be Owen Hart. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for a change. Look <laughs> at It is Owen Hart. Did you hear that? Oh, what? Nobody listens to me. Nobody gives a damn what I think. And what the hell am I doing wearing this ridiculous outfit? <laughs> I look like a damn road sign. <laughs> what the hell am I? A school crossing? You know, I tried to be a tough guy, but I just couldn't grow my damn beard in. <laughs> and you know what? I am not a nugget. I'm a black heart, damn it. A winner, a soul survivor. Woo! Oh, things are not well in Calgary tonight. That is, that is Owen Hart. And if anybody smells what the rock is cooking, it's me. Look how big my damn nose is. <laughs> what the hell am I? An art bark? <laughs> what does the brother look like? An art bark? Milo, look at Milo. Hey, 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 Rock. Me is Ark Henry. I don't know what you're cooking. Smells like shit. Oh my! But I think I'll eat some anyway. <laughs> you know something, Mark Henry? <laughs> Me is Mark Henry. <laughs> right. I know you're the world's strongest man, and the Croc's got a hell of a body himself. But there's one thing the people want to know. How do you get your pecs to go all the way around to your back like that? <laughs> oh, man. What he wants to know is how... Shut up! <laughs> Look. Shut your mouths and know your role. Nation, it's real simple. We got two words for you. Boy, you talk about throwing some gasoline on this rivalry. The nation and DX thing's gonna be 
IC title and the European title belt. And what the hell is the croc doing? Jason Sensation. Jason Sensation. Wow, so one of those, well, promos that are kind of infamous through time. Dan, what are your thoughts on it? Um, aside from being incredibly racist, I think it was an entertaining segment. I don't, you know, I don't think it should have been taken as the racist side. You know, it was, certainly wasn't intending to be racist. It was just, you know, something that they was taking the piss out of the nation and, you know, it just come across as racist in this day and age, I think. Yeah, well, I think it's one of those things I'm not like, I don't like one of those, to be one of those people that says, oh, back then it was okay, but... I think the kind of human, what it set out to be was to mock the nation, uh, not to mock black people, but just the characters themselves. So, you know, it's one of those things that it, they wouldn't do nowadays. But I think the fans enjoyed it, and I still think it was uh, it was okay. You know, I, I think it was okay. Anyway, after that, up next is Mabel versus Ken Shamrock. It is Mabel, and Shamrock charges him right away and gets hammered. He's picked up and then tossed, and Mabel drops him with a big elbow. Then after a two count, two. he gives him a backbreaker. Shamrock fires back, but the whip is reversed, but Mabel runs into the corner, and Shamrock kicks him a few times. A spin kick does not get him off his feet, and then he runs into a big clothesline. Mabel power slams him and points to the sky, and he takes a week to set up on the top rope and leaks from the middle rope. Shamrock dodges him and helps him down to the mat, grabs the ankle to finish him off. And here the big man comes now. Oh, just like that. And there is the 995 Royal Rumble winner losing. So Shamrock's beat the 95, 97 and 94 winners of the King of the Ring in recent weeks. Not as bad as I thought. Shamrock keeps it locked in and Mabel screeches in pain. Now officials and Slaughter come down. And he finally breaks hold only to mount and pound Slaughter. And finally breaks the hold only to mount and pound Mabel. Shamrock heads to the back as Vince comes down and Latty gives him a thumbs up. Well, Vince is strutting around the ring and heads to the announce table. Vince is baffled as Austin's music hits and out he comes. Austin poses in the ring as Vince complains and Austin gives a stunned Vince the finger. Austin threatens Vince who whines that Austin always resorts to violence and wants to know why and Austin responds, that is all that works. Well, here comes Mankind and Paul Bearer is already in the ring and now Kane comes out. Shit, it's a triple foot match. So we're waiting for the Undertaker too. Well, it is a Mankind versus Kane versus the Undertaker for the number one contendership. Well, Undertaker's not come out and Vince is confused too and heads to the ring to find out what is going on. Vince is wandering inside the ring to figure out... Undertaker's not come out and Vince is confused too and heads to the ring to find out what is going on. Vince is wandering inside the ring to try and figure out what's going on and he tells him <laughs> that wasn't me that time. Something. And seeing he's not here and chicken shit... Therefore, Kane and Mankind are fighting a no-holds-barred match for the number one contendership. Meanwhile, Mankind's sitting on the floor and Kane is exhorting him to get the ring and he will not. Mankind states he will not give no more and refuses to fight his friend Kane. The bell rings and Austin wants him to get up and fight. Vince acts and like there's chaos all around and demand, demands the match to start and they get it on. So we're finally going to Mankind now. So Kane's come out. So Vince wants Man and Kane to fight. Kane's got the chair, and Austin saying to Kane, hit him, hit him, Kane. He don't know if he wants to hit Austin or Mankind. Oh! Well, he hits Mankind with the chair, who's leaned up against the steel steps. What's Kane doing to his, doing to his friend? And that is a vicious shot to the face. One, con- one concerto. 
And my man wants this. Kane throwing in mankind. My man saying the Undertaker didn't have the guts to show up. Austin looking on. And again, the great announce team with these four men. And what the hell is Kane doing? Kane's going for the cover. One, two, three. And Kane is the new number one contender to the WWE title. Austin's going to have to fight him again. Oh! It's not Kane, it's The Undertaker. What the fuck? <clears throat> and The Undertaker's number one contender stares at Austin as we go off air. That was shocking. So, um, compared to, say, Dean Malenko taking off a mask and revealing it's him underneath, which one would you say is probably the more better angle? Oh, that's fucking difficult to say, isn't it? Because Austin, the way Austin was shot, like, what's going on there? Uh, I would have to say this one, if they sort sort the storyline out. With the Malenko-Jerko one, the title was relinquished, wasn't it, the next night, and they didn't sort it out. What would the fallout be... And we're going to find out on our very next episode of Raw. So, yeah, we move on to our next episode, which is July 13th, Raw 268. A video package recaps The Undertaker becoming the number one contender to the WWF Championship on last week's show, where he basically hid underneath a cane mask and yeah. won the match that way. Yeah, but it was, it was cool and it was a bit of a surprise. Jim Ross and Joe the King Laura are doing commentary, and they are live from East Rutherford, New Jersey. Shawn Michaels comes out, making his first WWF appearance since WrestleMania 14. Michaels sits down to do commentary for the show and tells Ross that he's not sure when he will return to the ring. Oh my God, but big appearance in the opening contest. The Undertaker pins Vader with a tombstone at 4 minutes 35. Looking back, I wish Vader had entered the brawl for all. It was already littered with lower mid-card talent and guys looking to reboot their careers or get them going, so it would have been well suited for a 1998 Vader. After the entrances, Kane, Mankind and Paul Bearer come out, but they let the match proceed as scheduled. As another what-if. Imagine what a stable Vader, Kane and Mankind would have been like in 1998. Vader gives this the old college try, but The Undertaker unceremoniously finishes him with a tombstone and R. Hebner does his slow free count to add insult to injury. Well, uh, really, Earl? <laughs> After the match, Mankind prepares to hit the Undertaker with a chair, but Kane takes it from Mankind and then whacks Wade with it. Does this mean Kane and the Undertaker are in cahoots? I like the word cahoots. Yeah, that is a favorites. great word. Well, brawl for all first round, and Billy Gunn beats Bob Holly via decision. Is that Bodacious Bob Holly? Uh, Bart Gunn. Um, yeah, it's, it's the former partners, isn't it? It's uh, Bobacious, Bombastic Bob. And uh, Bodacious Bar. Oh, right. Yeah, I got them right. So, yeah, right. this match meant to break up of the new Midnight Express, which is a massive shame in our eyes. Oh, as Ross tells us that Jim Cornette resigned as a manager as a result of them deciding to face each other. That basically marks the last bit of the NWA angle for good. So, we did see that at the beginning of the year, didn't we, with Barry Windham and co. Unfortunately, that is done. This is the first brawl for all to feature a regular WFE as Danny Hodge is no longer doing the honours. Bart just dominates Holly in this bout and easily makes it to the next round. There was nothing about it, so it does not get a point from me. After the match, Bob gives Bart a cheap shot and there's a small fight between the two before WWF officials break it up. You know, probably been on the road together and probably hated each other's guts anyway. So. The extremely racist and PG Degeneration X skit mocking the Nation of Domination on last week's show is recapped. Yep. As yeah. if anyone could forget that. And you, you let us know last week that Jason Sensation, he played Owen Hart, and he joined a broadcast team, and he imitates other WF superstars at Jerry's. When he intimidates Bret Hart, Michaels asked whether that is a mid-carder. 
of course, a shot of Brett Status in the WCW upper mid-card at the time because, say it with me, it's WCW. Ross interviews the nation who are backstage and, believe it or not, they are not happy with last week's skit. The Godfather debuts his pimpin' ain't easy line during this segment. Owen gets mad that Sensation continues to imitate him at Jerry's urging and runs out and attacks him before DX intervene. Well, up next, we've got Triple H and X-Pac with China, of course. And they defeat The Rock and Owen Hart when X-Pac pins The Rock after an X-Factor. My God, so Shawn Michaels starts talking about the click on commentary and he's actually censored for doing so. The match does not follow the normal tag formula as X-Pac gets in peril, absorbs the people's elbow and other nation offence and then surprises The Rock out of nowhere with the X-Factor to win. That doesn't happen out of nowhere, does it? I mean, the only thing that happens out of nowhere, of course, and we know that is an RKO. Well, the expected solid match between these guys and they could have done much more if given another five minutes. Well, Sable comes out to do commentary for the next match. Sable promises that her bikini at Fully Loaded will make her bikini at the 1997 Slammy Awards look like an evening gown. So that is something I'm certainly looking forward to, hand on heart. <laughs> well, Steve Blackman beats Marvellous Mark Mero with a pump kick at 2 minutes 14. This is a rematch from the Brawl for All, but is overwhelmed by Sable and Jacqueline fighting near the announce table and Michaels and Lawler fawning over Sable. Mero appears to have the match won with a low blow, but when Jacqueline tries to do something off the top rope to Blackman, Sable stops her and Blackman suddenly recovers and wins. Mero was never able to reinvent himself after the Sable feud, which is quite sad considering his in-ring and mic talents. The feud also made it impossible to go back to WCW as Johnny B. Bad because he would have been showered with Sable chants. Yeah. So, uh, into Warzone, and up next, it's the WF Tag Team Championship match. It's Kane and Mankind versus the New Age Outlaws with China. And before the bell, Yante comes out to watch this match. I mean, of all the teams left in the tag division, Kane and Mankind are the ownable, only credible challengers to the titles. Think about it. LOD 2000 is irrelevant. The DOA have been somewhat repackaged with Edwin, but that isn't enough. <laughs> the new Midnight Express broke up, and two called Scorpio and Terry Funk are enhancement talent. So... We talk about the attitude of being great. For tag teams, it's not all there at the moment, is it? So we're gonna... It's uh, rather terrible. And, you know, like Kane and Mankind there. Well, Kane's a former champion and Mankind is... Uh, he was challenging for the title. <laughs> so it's, uh, And this is how strong they are. And like you say, can the Outlaws get the job done? We started off with Road Dog and Mankind. And Road Dog comes out the uh, turnbuckle with a huge clothesline to Mankind. Of course, this is new corporate Mankind now changing his look. And now Billy Gunn's in. He's working over the arm of Mankind. Where he gets caught with a big right hand from him as he tries spinning it around. I don't think Mr. Ass realises that Mankind actually thrives on pain. <laughs> yeah, this is a problem for anybody that faces Mankind, or even Kane, is you know the amount of punishment Mankind can take, and you know how angry and strong Kane can be. And now Billy's got Mankind, sends him into Road Dog for the tag. Now the Outlaw's going to double-team Mankind. But again, like I say, it's... It's pretty silly because we know how much punishment mankind can take. This is only a couple of weeks after the King of the Ring. But which, but which one do you actually go for? Do you go for Kane, who's been a dominant monster, who's just come off a brief run as being champion? Or do you go over mankind, who actually loves pain and just goes through the tops of cages for the fun of it? Well, this is the thing. I think it's, an, it's on their day, it's an impossible tag team to face. Like, you, you talk about the bumps some people take. You know, Mankind was back on the road a couple of weeks after King of the Ring 98. And you've imagined that now happening to someone. How long did it take Daniel Bryan for him to come back 
from a concussion. You know, God knows the injuries that mankind sustained. And yet he still fights. He had the Mavimil claw there on Billy Gunn. Vodog stopped him. Mankind's now got a tag into Kane, who's getting some right hands from Billy Gunn, but doesn't seem to be affecting him. Grabs badass round the throat, but in comes Rodog, hits Kane from behind, and I think that just angers the big red machine. And Paul Bearer cheering on. Of course, Billy being a bigger member of the Outlaws as well. Rodog's got a tough fight on his hands. What's the Undertaker's part in this? Is he going to aid the Outlaws, or is he going to go against them? Well, I just don't know. We talk about them being cahoots. You look at the story, you know, Undertaker basically won the WF Championship for Kane at King of the Ring 98. Why did he come and get involved? Was it an accident? We've seen Kane protecting the Undertaker recently. We've seen the Undertaker having Kane's back. Like I said, blood is thicker than water. It's a case of, yeah, the Undertaker. Well, we've got a couple of members of the nation on their way down to the ring as well. The Rock and Owen Hart, I think they want to stab at the titles as well. Yeah, not only that, they're, they're still annoyed about the DX impersonate him last week, so you've got the bad blood for that. So it's basically fused meshing into each other, which makes sense as well. There's a story for them being out here and looking on. And we already know the, D- uh, the DX Nation beef as well. So, you know, unlike what happens in WCW, this kind of, these feuds, I know there's multiple feuds going on, but they all make sense in some strange way. They all play into each other, as opposed to someone having a feud with someone else and then someone else and someone else just for the fun of it. Yeah, and, and this is exactly... The case here, it might be the same people involved in WF, but they make the story so you can tell, you know, Kane can be involved in two things, three things at once. We know the Undertaker doesn't like Mankind, but Rodog's just got the hot tag coming in now. Bit of shake, rattle and roll. Oh. But Kane goes for a big right hand, Rodog ducks it, <clears throat> and now he starts working over Mankind against the ropes, goes for another shot at Kane, but I don't think that's going to come to much fruition. A seated oh. pole driver there to Mankind. Or maybe double teaming. The big red monster, hang on. Oh, well, DX has come out to take uh, The Rock and Owen Hart on. And Billy Gunn just hit the famous thing. Kane's basically up again. It's crazy at ringside at the moment. Road Dog with a side Russian leg sweep. Oh. D'Lo off the top with a frog splash hitting the Road Dog. Well, Nation... As if Kane needed the help. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Nation, that's nice from D'Lo. D'Lo's wearing a chest protector from, of course, Dan Severin's injury. Mark Henry's joined now at ringside. Kane... Loading up the tombstone, hitting Road Dog. One, two, three. A new tag team champions. Oh my god. Mankind. So we saw Kane and Mankind winning the first ever tag team Royal Rumble and then making it good here. I mean, like you said, a lot going on, but I think still well told, a new tag team champion. And the New Age Outlaws, their seven month reign as tag team champions is over. So you think how long they've been holding on the titles for? And now we've got new ones in Kane and Mankind. What did you think of the match? I thought it was quite good. You know, all the storylines coming into play and, you know, a bit of interference. I'm not still not quite sure what The Undertaker is actually doing there. But, you know, I suppose he's just watching on. Yeah. He's watching on, make sure his brother is safe. Theoretically, this makes the fully loaded main event tag match for the WWF Tag Team titles. Yeah, so it's going to be Austin and Undertaker versus Mankind and Kane. But call 815-734-1161 to get your Steve Austin 316 baseball joysy for $40 plus $9 shipping and handling. This is a great piece of merchandise, but this price is outrageous. Indeed, especially for 20 years ago. I mean, things was a lot cheaper back then, and paying nearly $50 for an Austin baseball jersey, you've got to be kidding me. Well, Triple H yells at Vince McMahon over the lack of control referees have in recent matches. 
Having the Outlaws add to the complaints is pretty funny considering how much cheating they engaged in to keep the titles during their reign. Uh, so Kaintai beat Takamichi Noku and Too Much when Dick Togo pinned Scott Taylor after a senton bomb at 3 minutes 38 seconds. Yes, eventually, uh, evidently the Mishinoku Too Much pairing was forced by the office in storyline terms as opposed to a genuine alliance. Unsurprisingly, tempers flare between Scott Taylor and Mishinoku, and Mishinoku dropkicks Taylor into the hands of Kaintai, who finishes him off. After the bout, Christopher, God rest his soul, beats up Mishinoku, and Val Venus comes out and reveals that he has been having an affair with Yamaguchi-san's wife. Oh, my God. The match was good. Yeah, but the idea Taka would team up with two cool is ridiculous after being feuding for the light of the past six months. Indeed, yes. Well, anyway, the Undertaker chokes Sam the Godfather, Dealer Brown, and Terry Funk on last week's Raw is the Skittles Slam of the Week. That's Taste the Rainbow. Well, Vince McMahon comes out and talks with the Undertaker. McMahon commands the Undertaker on his deception last week, but raises the question of whether the Undertaker is getting help from Kane. The Undertaker refuses to answer McMahon's question, and Steve Austin comes out. Austin asks the Undertaker whether he have his back at Fully Loaded, and the Undertaker remains non-committal. That brings out DX, and Triple H demands the Outlaws get an immediate rematch against Kane and Mankind with three referees, a regular official in the ring, and the Undertaker and Austin on the outside of the ring. This will reveal whether the Undertaker and Kane are working together. <laughs> Triple H, COO before we even know it. <laughs> yeah, so he's made the match. So we guess it's Kane and Mankind with Austin and Taker, the outside enforcers. But before that, the brawl for all first round, Dan Severin beats the Godfather. Via... Oh, Dan, the Mustache Severin beats the Godfather via decision. And don't forget, Mustache ain't easy. Well, as someone who did not see a lot of UFC growing up, I was really excited to see what Severin could do in this format. Severin is not used to releasing a takedown after performing one which the rules require. The ref has to constantly yell for him to break. Seven also keeps going for submissions, which are not allowed. Obviously, it's boxing. The crowd is not happy about the lack of punches thrown, and Seven advances due to his takedown skills in a very boring bout. After this, Seven would withdraw from the ball for all because he did not care for the format, and this bout shows why. We've had six brawl for all matches, and all of them have gone to decision, which is not very exciting not at all. exciting in the least. But now it's main event time. Like we said, the Yante Special Enforcers with Kane and Mankind versus the Outlaws and Betty Gunn is trying to get advantage early going, attacking Mankind. Road Dogs after Kane, barely nearly fell out the ring. Well, he's getting bigger, isn't he? Oh, he is, yes. So, will the Untaker do anything to aid Kane to keep hold of the uh, tag team titles here tonight? Well, I, I actually believe that there's going to be a lot of chaos going on here because, you know, you've got Austin and Undertaker as enforcers. You've got Two members of DX, and you've got probably the strongest tag team going at the moment in Kane and Mankind. Yeah, and anything goes in this one as Billy Gunn throws the stares into Mankind's face. Signing the crowd, Nitro Girls are hookers. I think that's interesting enough, that. Well, funnily enough, it was revealed, I don't know how true it is, about Kimberly, DDP's wife, being lent to Eric Bischoff (laughs) for favours for DDP. So, you know, it, it may be true. Well... We're focusing on Raw right now. Maybe that's what she became. But Billy Gunn and Road Dog, there, my God. Make a wish. Well, Billy Gunn and Road Dog are uh, working over Mankind on the outside. I think it's their better option, seeing as though Mankind's like... I don't know, I'd say he's probably the more... 
pinnable one of the two. Yeah. I mean, not t- that there is actually a pinnable one in these two, but. It, it takes a lot, but I think that's what we're going to try. And now they're going to double suplex Mankind onto the still ramp. But Kane coming out making a sta- save, knocking over <laughs> Billy Gunn. I think that helps him deliver a DDT to Mankind. <laughs> Unintentionally, albeit. But... Uh, and Mankind just bounces off the entranceway. Now Kane's got Rodog. But it is enjoyable. I am enjoying watching that's the, the Austin era. baseball jersey that you can yeah. get for fifty dollars. That's what you can get. Well, I say I'm enjoying the product at the moment. You know, watching it early January, like it wasn't all there, and now it's kind of clicking into place, isn't it? You can see why Raw is slowly getting on the ratings, even though we've not had Austin wrestle or anything like that yet. But for the cheap price of thirty pounds, you can actually get yourself a WNR podcast T-shirt, <laughs> yeah. which may or may not have been worn by James or myself. Exactly, available in one size. And now Kane has taken over Road Dog. Or, up in the corner. or for Mark Tardis, we can do some W and R pants. That would be a great idea. We get you some pants, Mark Tardis. Make, I'm not going to make any promises, but we're coming up to Christmas now, aren't we? You know, we're getting close. As close as Road Dog is to losing this one, is the Irish whipped into the corner. Mankind and Austin and the conversation. Of course, Austin was challenged with Mick Foley. This, you know, April May time for the WF Championship. He feuded with he feuded with Kane. The King of the Ring, and now he's got the Untaker on the highway to hell at SummerSlam. A big bullseye on his uh, back, but he's got a little help with his degenerates at the moment. <laughs> of course, Mankind is working over someone in the corner. And the Undertaker remaining quite stoic at ringside. Yeah, he's not moved, and Austin checking out the action. It's been pretty clean so far, I would say. As Billy's desperate for the tag, Mankind cuts him off. Now Kane gets the tag in. Mankind holds in position, he hits the uppercut. Well, the Undertaker's not worried at the moment. Is it because Kane's in control? Or is it because he's got everybody guessing, second-guessing him, keeping Austin on his toes? Kane's going up now. Drops Road Dog. You've got to think how impressive that is. A man of his size, his weight, be able to fly off the top rope there, take out Road Dog, and Billy Gunn has to come in and stop the count. Well, it's not enough for the Outlaws to have to face Kane and Mankind once in a the night. They have to go for it twice. Worst nights of the Outlaws' career. But can they redeem themselves at the end of this? Can they walk out of tag team gold? Oh, lovely swinging net breaker from Mankind. Rose over Road Dog for a cover. Two. Roadie managing to get his foot on the second rope. And that's how much punishment he's taken. He's struggling here, but he reverses Jarvis Whip. Little sleeper on Mankind, who backs him into his corner, tags in Kane, whilst delivering some elbows to Road Dog. Now Kane comes in to add some insult, insult to injury and kicks him in the midsection, bounces him off the top turnbuckle. I mean, you've got to consider how well Kane and Mankind are working as a team here. Now, I think it's all thanks to Paul Bearer. You know, you think about the relationship he's had with Mankind, basically bringing him into the WF and attacking the Untaken, the same with Kane. And Billy Gunn's sin enough. He comes in and attacks Mankind from behind as Kane is working over Road Dog in the corner. So Road Dog really not getting a breather, is it? Oh, not... Was it a tag? I don't think he was a legal man, but Billy's in. Oh. Irish whip squashes the referee in the corner. Oh! Ash Mankind moves out of the way. Billy Gunn hits the ref. Stone Cold helps him out of the ring. <laughs> yeah, see, as Austin being nice, making sure referee can't get hurt. Kane's in now, but he just gets stopped by a vicious headbutt by Kane. Oh, a low blow by Road Dog. Rolls up Kane for a small package. Here comes Austin. One. One. Two. Two. Oh. oh, the Undertaker doesn't like what he's seen. And why did the Undertaker do that? That's what Austin's asking. Asking. Now choke slam from Kane. Oh my God, Road Dog! The Road Dog. <coughs> well, maybe the Undertaker wanted to make the count. Now he goes one, one two, two, 
But the oh, Austin, po- Austin pulls the Undertaker off. Oh, my God. Not only that, he's annoyed Kane. And he's right in the face. Oh. Kane hits Austin. Undertaker <laughs> hits Mankind. And now these two tag teams are going at it. Oh, my God. What the hell is going on? But is it Kane and the Undertaker working together? Is the Undertaker wearing Kane's mask and suit again? Well, here come the nation. <laughs> oh, my days. They're coming out to work over the outlaws. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, here comes DX. <laughs> so we've got DX and Nation at Austin and Kane. Austin! Stunner on Kane. Undertaker's got Triple H with a choke slam. Austin stunners Mark Henry. What a wild <laughs> end to Monday Night Raw. Austin's got a stunner with Billy Gunn. <laughs> hey, Austin's just stunning anything that moves. D-Lo. One for D-Lo. <laughs> Undertaker's choke slam. X-Pac gets out of there before he gets a stunner. Oh, my God. What a way to finish Raw there. Dan, what are your thoughts on that? Stunner, stunner, stunner. <laughs> <laughs> I think every Raw should finish like that. That'd be perfect. I mean, the main event ended a bit weirdly, but the show gave us more storyline development for the Undertaker Kane relationship and whether they were in cahoots for each other, although that issue is becoming very, very complicated. Why would Kane want the Undertaker to face Austin for the WF title instead of himself? If he did decide to work with his brother, was it his idea? When was the agreement made? Why would Kane and the Undertaker not tell McMahon about it, since McMahon also wants to get the title off Austin? Does McMahon know and he's playing dumb to lure Austin in? All this aside, this Raw had a really hot first hour, and then this great as well. I've got to agree. So, Monday Night Raw rating was 4.7 to Nitro's 4.5. We move on to our next episode, which is July 20th, Raw 269. Well, the follow-up last week to Goldberg winning was not too bad. They brought out Michaels, but it could have been better. Anyways, it's late, and I'll make it up later with a longer preamble of Raw. But Raw rose back, but Raw rose back up in the ratings with a 5.0 of 4.6, and a 5.4 Nitro got a 4.4 off of a 4.7, and it dipped to a 4.2 for the next two hours. Well, Vince comes down as he has a special announcement. He states it is time of reflection, and he goes back two weeks to the Undertaker becoming the number one contender. He wants to know where Kane was and jokes if the Undertaker brought a Kane suit or if Kane was locked up. They show Vince asking whether or not Kane and the Undertaker in cahoots with Vince being told to go to hell. He claims it was his idea for the rematch last week and rambles about the stipulations and what happened. Vince wants some more reflections and now Road Dog was about to be pinned. The Undertaker was going to make the count for his brother after pulling Austin away from making the earlier count. There was one more piece of evidence. Kane wiped out Austin before he could attack the Undertaker. He calls out the Undertaker does not take forever coming down. Vince is disappointed with Taker and his feelings were hurt by being told to go to hell and humiliated as he was the one who made the Undertaker who he is. If Undertaker wants to be the champion, he could then... If the Undertaker wants to be the champion, he could be, then he needs to start showing respect to the proper people. He cannot do it with just the fans. He needs him. Last week, his actions were disrespectful, disparaging and insolent. And he will not take it anymore. He needs to show the proper respect so he will not become a flash-in-the-pan champ like Austin is destined to be. Vince wants to know if they are in cahoots and screams for him to answer. Damn it! (laughs) And The Undertaker will not respond. So Vince turns the subject of retribution. If Taker wants to be the champ, he needs to learn a lesson the hard way. He does not want to do this and it will hurt him as much as it will hurt Undertaker. But lessons have to be learned to make great champions. So he has to face Kane and Mankind tonight at the same time. Vince dismisses him. Before he leaves, Vince stops him and tells the Undertaker he can go to hell. Vince is goozled and chokeslammed. Pat and Briscoe run down and it gets too 
and get it to as does Slaughter. So at least Shantega managed to choke slam four people in that moment. We're not getting sick of choke slams or stunners at this moment in time. Match from Triple H versus D'Lo Brown for the European title. Do you know, I'd almost forgot about this championship. What championship? <laughs> the European title held by the leader of the nation. Brown body slams him, but he's grabbed and slapped upside the head, only to be shoved into the ropes and back elbowed. Brown duels with the crowd and turns into a clothesline. D'Lo fires back, but telegraphs a back jump, and Triple H goes for the pedigree, but he escapes only to be clotheslined to the floor. He and China draw at each other, and he swings but misses, and he's dropped by a shot from China. He is rolled back in the ring and Triple H gets in some moves and allows himself to be powerbombed. Leap right into it. Brown gets two. Two. And then hammers him in the corner and chokes him out for good measure. (coughs) Rock pops Triple H in the head. Two. Two. Brown whips him into the ropes and gets two. Two. After a spin kick. Brown pulls him up, sends him into the corner and sandwiches him. D'Lo delays, runs into a high knee and telegraphs the backdrop again. And now a clothesline with Triple H getting two. Two. Triple H pounds him and then suplexes him. Rock trips up Triple H and China comes in from behind and shoves him into the post. Triple H power slams D-Lo and Henry comes down but China heads him off. Triple H is going for the pedigree but the Rock comes in and gives him the Rock bottom and Brown covers him for the win. Yeah, so D-Lo Brown is your new European champion. Not bad. And China's awesome. Triple H is pissed. And yelling in the back, sweet Jesus fuck. X-Puck screams that Rock will not smell he's cooking or some shit and yells, Biatch! Match two is Pierre versus Dr. Death. Barry Switzer talks about how dangerous Steve Williams is. Round one, Steve takes him down by the leg and Pierre swings wildly as he does. Steve and they exchange shots. Pierre is down again. Pierre tries but cannot. He is slow to get up. Steve pops him and throws him down. Round two. Pierre is taken down and Williams wants him to hit him. And so he does, but it's backed into the corner. Death nails him with a right and is staggered, but saved by LaBelle. Ding. Final round. Pierre is being outscored by 30. Death fires off shot after shot, but Pierre is fighting back and gets in some shots, but hugs the ropes. Pierre is slow, but his game. Williams is prancing and Pierre is done. It was the best fight yet, and the crowd even got into it a bit as well. Yes, Yamaguchi's son is at ringside with his wife and tells her to get in the ring to be punished. He wants her to hold open her... He wants her to get on her knees and he has pulled out a paddle and waves it around, thrusting his hips. Val runs down and takes a paddle and runs him and Kantai off. He helps her out of the ring and carries her off. Nice panty shot. Next match, DOA versus Animal. One member of DOA is Conan, but he's solo and they are not. They assault him. They go to run him over on their bike, but Hulk makes a save. But Animal is still laid out. Match four is Jeff Jarrett, that's J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T-T, versus Steve Blackman. That's S-T-E-V-E-B-L-A-C-K-M-A-N. Southern Justice is down there too, so Blackman leaves. JJ wants to be awarded the match, but Steve comes back with Shamrock. Steve unloads on a near fall, but misses. <clears throat> and gets a near fall, but misses the elbow drop, but is caught by Steve and nearly muffs the backbreaker. Steve nails in with a flying forearm and gets another two count. Two. Shamrock keeps Justice at bay, but Jeff Jarrett gets the upper hand and goes for the figure four, but he's kicked off and clotheslined, and it is over. Well, Jarrett is worse off here than he was in WCW, but no more feuds with Mongo, which is nice. Yeah, it's fucking brilliant, isn't it? While Owen runs down and swings Shamrock into the still steps, I need to pay close attention as JJ was finished with a running kick to the gut. JR is in the ring with Austin. He tells Austin that he does not know who is on his side or not. 
Austin responds that what's on his mind is that JR has bad breath. <laughs> Probably all the barbecue. Austin would like to know if he has a partner or he's taken on all three. He then states he doesn't really care but runs down all the theories. He hopes the Undertaker was out to screw Vince as he deserves it. Here comes Vince who tells him to wait a minute and cannot believe Austin thinks he deserves to be screwed and the fans agree he does. Vince responds that he's going to be doing the screwing tonight. Steve has to face Kane and Mankind too, or something. Steve counters, he's not a puppet and he will not face him. I guess the Undertaker had left. Vince tells Austin that if he leaves, he will be stripped of the title and the Undertaker will get it. Steve will face the two, two. and when he's done, he's going to beat the shit out of Vince. Well, match five is Owen Hart versus Farouk. Farouk does not waste any time and slams Owen around. Owen pokes the eyes and chokes him out of the corner as the crowd co- calls Owen a nugget. Owen body slams him and goes up the middle rope and drills him with an elbow drop, getting two. Two. Farouk bounces back right away and takes out Owen and he gets a two. Two. But Owen kicks him and nails him with a swing and net breaker after a two count. Two. Connects with a back break and he puts Farouk in the crab. Farouk finally powers out by his bulldog on the telegraph backdrop. Owen grabs the mic and tells the crowd to shut up as he is not a nugget and then goes over and gets a two, two. after an insiguri. He's getting angry as he yells at the crowd to shut up. Farouk reverses a whip and crushes him with a power slam and gets a near fall. Farouk jumps on his back as he straddles him then jumps onto a boot and is kicked. Owen slowly heads up to the top as the fans chant nugget but he hits the missile drop. Owen, though, leaps right into a spine buster and he is body slammed. Farouk goes up top, misses Owen, and wastes no time and turns into the sharpshooter, and it's over. Oh, so nice clean win for Owen. Shamrock chases Owen off. We see Paul is with Mankind and Kane. Nothing said. Well, Jackie's slurring in the ring about Sable, calling her a sow and tells her she needs to lose weight and calls her a skank, and tells her to come down and raise her hand in victory. Sable comes out wearing a moo-moo and calls Jackie a tramp, gets in the ring and is called names such as Fat, and Jackie tears off her dress and she is in bra and panties. She knocks Jackie to the floor and struts her stuff, and after she leaves, Edge runs out and knocks out Mero. Well, here comes HBK. He flexes and goes to the announce table and has to scoot the chair forward as fans keep hitting at him. Rock brags that he will win tonight, and now the nation has the European title. And our next match is The Rock versus X-Puck. Fully in the title. Next one here with the kicks in the corner. Going after Rock with the Irish whip. Oh my god. I think X Pac maybe go for the Bronco Buster. The Rock moved. Now big clothesline as well from the great one. So can DX get the Intercontinental title back as a kind of collateral damage tonight or will the nation continue to have all the gold? But it's good that we've seen X Pac more in action now, if you know what I mean, since the injury. Of course, faced Triple H a couple of weeks ago and Raw now going against the Rock. And of course, the main event later tonight as well, we're going to have Austin versus Kane and Mankind. Will that fair or not? I'm not sure, but the man wants that. Now the Rock choking out X-Pac. <laughs> Friends to hit the ref. <laughs> now China looking on as well. She's not happy. The Rock's definitely got his attitude. But you know, another great matchup that you can have due to the DX versus Nation feud. Definitely, yeah. And X-Pac pinned the Rock in tag team action as well. Let's not forget that. The X-Factor goes for a slap. Big right hands. Unloading on the great one as he gets an Irish rip reversed. Oh, and sends X-Pac throat first into the top rope. And X-Pac just bounced straight off it. But only getting a two count. Two. The Rock tosses X-Pac to the outside. Rocky Maivia and the one-two-three kid. Well, the Rock throws X-Pac onto this still barricade. Neck first. 
And it looks like he's smirking. No, James, he hasn't got a cigarette in his gob. He's just got a smile on his face because he knows he's getting one up on X-Pac. He throws it back in the ring, goes to the cover. X-Pac kicks out. Uh-huh. And now the Rock going to put in the sleeper hole, try and wear down X-Pac. Oh, uh, you're cutting off his legs. You're stopping him from flying about the ring. Not as big as China's. I know she's got a huge heart looking on. The fans want an X-Pac to get back into this. And he does with the elbows, gets out. Oh, but the Rock turns it into a Samoan drop. Scoops round for a cover. Two. Oh, but X-Pac manages to get the shoulder up at two. Two. And Rock punched to the gut. Now a net breaker. That was a lovely. lovely. swinging net breaker from the Rock. X-Pac getting the shoulder up at two. Two. I was just thinking about champions. You know, the Rock's been a kind of champion since, I think, December. When uh, he got awarded the title, of course, Ken Shamrock's come close a couple of times, but The Rock's kind of held on to it. So that's been, you know, seven or eight months. Said so the Outlaws of seven months as champion before they lost it recently. Triple H won the title in December, January time. And, you know, until this moment now, again, seven or eight. So we've actually, we think a lot of titles changing hands, but it's only really been the WF title, you know, like WrestleMania yeah. with Austin and again, the little switch at King Ring. Austin, uh, sorry, The Rock going for his people's elbow. Tells X-Pac to suck it. Ooh, bang. Hits the money. Well, the most electrifying move. Sports Entertainment going for the cover. Oh, he had a cocky cover on there. And X-Pac managing to kick out. Uh, maybe The Rock getting a little bit frustrated now. Irish ripping X-Pac. Misses the clothesline. X-Factor to The Rock. But he can't capitalise on it. And both men are laying down in the ring. Well, that's what beat him last week. Can't get across. I think anything at the moment, Charlie should just come in and throw X-Puck on the rock. And then referee be like, get out of the ring. All right, all right, fine. X-Puck going for the cover. Shoulder over. One, two. Oh, the rock just managing to get his shoulder up at two. Two. But I don't know if the rock knows where he is in this at the moment. He's ever so groggy. Puck's chance for championship gold. Well, he's up to his feet. Is he looking for his bonko buster? Bang. Hits it in the corner. He's riding him, cowboy. How <laughs> embarrassing for The Rock. And The Rock back to his feet. And X-Pac trying to take advantage. Irish whip reversed. But The Rock runs into an elbow. Now here comes X-Pac. And a power slam from The Rock to X-Pac. Goes for a cover. But X-Pac managed to go. Two. And The Rock will punch Tim White in the face. And he's getting annoyed. Goes for a clothesline. X-Pac's dodged it. Eliminates The Rock from the Royal Rumble. Oh, and X-Pac said he's hurt his leg. Referee going to check on it. But we know he's on the outside. Uh-oh. It's China. She's got a title belt. She's stalking the rock. Oh, the rock's slowly getting up using the second rope now. China's on the apron. Total belt in hand. Pow, <laughs> right in the kisser. Well, that is it. Can X-Pac capitalise? X-Pac gets the arm over. One, One two, two, three. Oh. oh. Somehow, the rock managed to kick out. Uh-huh. China can't believe it. I'm sure neither can the rest of DX. Tell about fair play, like the Rock cost Triple H earlier, but the Rock's obviously tougher than, than Triple H. <laughs> well, he manages to get up and deliver some Rock who's responding in kind. Well, I never thought the Rock and X but would be such an entertaining match, and now the referee. Oh. Well, the Rock threatened it a few times, but he's finally taken out referee Tim White. Oh, my God. He's just had his head... Kicked off his shoulders there by X-Puck. And now D-Lo. D-Lo's making his way to the ring. Followed closely by Triple H. D-Lo's up. So is Triple H. Oh. Hunter crutches D-Lo on the top. <laughs> unable to get his uh, frog splash off. Or the lowdown. And now the former European champion's there. Kick to the midsection. 
Pedigree time. Oh, when he hits it, referee didn't see. And now trying to push in the referee. Alex Pack's just got to drape an arm over. Here we go, One, referee. Two, three. Two. Oh, no, wait. No. He's going for two, and Jimmy Corderas pulled him out and says, wait a minute. X-Pac delivered a pedigree. Where is he earlier then in the other <laughs> fucking match? Well, maybe they wanted to right the wrong from earlier. Well, it is a bit shit, I tell you that. But, you know, either it's allowed to happen all the time or have no cheating. You've got to make that rule up, haven't you, really, you know? China decks the ref, and now the nation, a DX are down, and, of course, brawling. <laughs> Don't you just love the nation versus DX at this moment in time? Wow. <clears throat> all right, so our main event then. Oh, my word. It's Kane and Mankind versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. And as Austin comes out here, Mankind and Kane are on the attack. It's the red and black attack and the brown and white attack as well. And look how happy McMahon is backstage getting his wish for Austin to be picked apart. Even if he can survive tonight, survive fully loaded, he's got SummerSlam. And Austin's fighting now. Comes out with a clothesline to Mankind. Well, he gets, he gets Irish whipped to the corner. Kane was going to send Mankind into Austin, but Austin comes out, clotheslines Mankind, clotheslines Kane, and then sends Kane to the outside and just throws him into the steel stairs. Oh, Austin really doesn't care about his safety. Mankind comes running in. And what a lariat by Austin going for the cover. But no, Mankind getting up at two. Two. It's the WF champion versus the tag team champions and Manimal Claw. This match is not going to last long. Mankind's got it in. Both men tumble to the outside. Oh, my God. Called Shawn Michaels on commentary knows these two men well. And Austin's got Mankind's head. <laughs> Shoves it head back first into the ring post. Kane's in. And he takes out Austin as well as Mankind. But Austin with big right hands. Apart from the Undertaker, the only man to beat Kane. Now Austin's come back in. Hasn't even taken his vest off. <laughs> Kane reverses Irish whip. Austin with a Lufez press. Oh. oh. But gets tripped by Mankind who was looking to drop the elbow. Now Mankind throwing right hands but Austin fighting back. Austin is a fighter. He won't give up. He got sent into the announce table. Now he's taken his vest off. Now he means business. And, of course, you've got Michaels on commentary. And, you know, we know the heated rivalry that Austin and Michaels have had. And now Kane's back up. Uppercut to Austin. Upper what? Austin fighting back now on Kane. Irish whip attempt. Kane reverses. So happened last time. Austin now, though. Oh, looking for the stunner on Kane. He gets pushed into Mankind, who clotheslines him down. Oh, my God. Beat down. And the Undertaker's on his way down. Still chair in hand. Well, has he come out to help his tag team partner, Austin, or his brother, Kane? Or Mankind. He might come down to Mankind. He might come out to Mankind. If I was Mankind, I'd, I'd probably steer clear of the Undertaker with a steel chair. Well, there's no cages involved, Jane, sir. James, so Mankind will be quite safe. And Kane chokes him out, an Undertaker. He's in it? Austin's corner. Yeah, and he's got a chair. And Austin now fighting back with Mankind. Right hands, but Austin, Mankind with the eye rake sends him nearly into Paul Bearer. And now Paul Bearer's got his shoe off. Oh, the dreaded shoe. You do know it's not the impact of the shoe, it's the smell that it produces that noun. And Mankind's delivered a chair to the midsection of Austin. Now, this is not good here. And Austin's in a bit of trouble on the outside. 
Man Carl in the corner with Steve Austin. He's dropped down. Not going to see the dreaded inner fight, are we? No. Oh, no. Austin manages to roll out the way. Deliver some big right hands to Mankind. There's not that many who can get that fire in them right hands that Austin does. Austin now. Stunner. Stunner to Mankind. Kane comes in to hit Austin. Austin rolls out of the way. Kane hits Mankind. Delivers some big right hands to Kane. Irish whip. Oh, but Kane grabs Austin by the throat. Oh, Austin. Low blow, low blow. Up in the corner. Three low blows. Untaker's got the chair. Bang. Hits Kane over the head with it. But did he mean to go for Kane? Or was he aiming for Austin? Well, the bell's rung and Kane's bell's been rung as well. Oh! Austin hits Mankind with the chair. And now Untaker's in. Oh, Oh, he gets hit with a chair as well. Everyone's down. Austin's (laughs) left standing tall. Oh, my God. Well, Austin, don't trust anybody, and that's proven here tonight. But what are the Untaker going to feel now? Maybe he's trying to help him out all along. Gets hit in the head with a chair. Will that change your way of thinking? I don't know. Dan, what do you think of all this? I think it's all chaos and hectic. <laughs> but, again, it is brilliant storyline advancement, you know. It's, uh, what's the Undertaker going to do? Undertaker gonna do? Is he going to Austin's corner? Is he going to help him out? Was he meant to hit Austin? It's, yeah, exactly. On the highway to hell, we are trying to find out. So we move on to fully loaded 1998. We are July 26, 1998 in Fresno, California. The Selland Arena drawing 9,855 people or 179,435 gate. Showing live on pay-per-view 0.9 with 329,026 buys. Dan, you run run through the card. We're going to pick out a couple of matches, and then I'll give you a couple of facts as well. Well, we had Val Venus pinning Jeff Jarrett, and that's J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T-T in 7 minutes 50 seconds. D'Lo Brown pinned X-Pac in 8 minutes 26 seconds. Farouk and Two Cold Scorpio beat Terry Funk and Justin Bradshaw when Scorpio pinned Funk. Mark Henry pinned Vader in 5 minutes 3 seconds. Skull and Eight Ball beat LOD 2000 when Animal was pinned. Owen Hart beat Ken Shamrock. What's that, my love? <laughs> Via submission. This match was taped days early in Stu Hart's dungeon. Dan the Mustache Severin was a special referee. <clears throat> WWF Intercontinental Champ Rocky Marvia drew Hunter Hearst Helmsley in three falls. Marvia pinned Helmsley. Helmsley pinned Marvia. Time limit expired. Yes, there's meant to be a two out of three falls match. Um, and, and it was a draw, and it was one of the half-hour matches as well that I remember, and this kind of showed that the Rock and Triple H could take to the next level. If you know the Intercontinental title, you knew these were the guys who had been groomed for future main events, and they proved it fully loaded. One of the first videos that I got, and uh, it, it, it was amazing to see how good they were. About this, uh, fully loaded, the end of Ken versus Owen, I always find very funny, because like I say, it was filmed in a dungeon, but you know those knockouts when someone pretends to be knocked out and stuff and they get the submission this way? This is just the end of it now. So they're actually fighting in the dungeon with all the tools. And we've seen Shamrock's and Owen's problems recently. Owen with a dumbbell there gets stopped by Shamrock. So there's lots of weapons and stuff like this around. You see the moustache there refereeing on as Owen gets his head into the side. And with the knees to the midsection, Shamrock winning at the moment. And that was nice by Shamrock using the pipe there. 
looked like he was going to go for a hurricane runner, but gets caught in a power bomb. So impressive there by Shamrock, but Owen knows the surroundings. The only impressive thing in there is Dan the Mustache Severin's mustache. Shamrock gets sent head first. Look at that handsome upper lip. Yep. <laughs> oh, and then throws him in what a steam pipe going across the top of the roof. Yeah, it's what Shamrock just had hold of earlier, and it's come back to haunt him now. Goes head first into it. Here he goes, my favourite bit. I mean, he's got Shamrock. Yeah, that's what you do, put him right through the roof. Put him head first through <laughs> a bit of plasterboard. <laughs> but Shamrock's tough, though. Even though he's got his head round through a ceiling, he's still going to fight this. He's like, no moustache, I will not quit. And he well, rolls, he rolls th- through, looks to pick the ankle, but Owen Hart kind of escapes that. Oh, then Owen gets head first into some boarding. Went from pillar to post to kick across the jaw. Well, we know how dangerous the dungeon is. Stu Hart, of course. Oh! Shout went for the kick. Hit seven by accident. Oh, and then gets hit in the back of the head with a dumbbell. The Kings are hit dumbbell with a dumbbell. And now look, Owen with submission. And look, Shamrock definitely tapping out here. <laughs> <laughs> and the mustache says it's over. Owen Hart is the winner. Yeah, you've got to believe that when he says it. Can we see the bit before that, though? What do you want to see? I want to see the bikini. Oh, you want to see the bikini? Who wants to see my puppies? We're watching that in its entirety. Well, Sable gets disqualified for not wearing a bikini, but correct me if I'm wrong, Jacqueline is wearing a swimsuit and not a bikini. Swimsuits all in one, bikinis top and bottom separate. So going on to the main event. So it is the main event. The WWF Tag Team titles are on the line. It's Mankind and Kane versus Undertaker and Austin. But weirdly in this match, the Undertaker has been in, but has not laid a hand on Kane yet. Kane has beaten up the Undertaker in this match. The Undertaker's not responded. He's now on the apron. He's been watching Austin get beaten up this past, what, 10 minutes? And Austin's in serious trouble. And Kane is still got a weird look on his face as well. Not sure. He's saying... Am I right here? Am I looking at Austin? Is his life drained from his body? I mean, the odds are stacked against Steve Austin here. This might be three and one in the end. Of course, McMahon being the ultimate puppet master backstage. But this is, of course, like a B pay-per-view. So leading up to the main one in SummerSlam. And again, a bit like WCW has done in the past with lesser talent. But this is still telling the story SummerSlam, if you know what I mean. So you can maybe miss the pay-per-view out. But there's been a couple of moments, like we said, being funny. You enjoyed the Sable Bikini Contest, didn't you? Of course I did, yes. I enjoyed it a bit too much. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had to clean up afterwards. And then we had Owen Hart, Shamrock, and of course the Rock Triple H match. And now Untaker. Austin gets away from Mankind. Kane's in. Well, Austin and uh, Mankind, they took each other out of a double clothesline. Mankind makes a tag to his partner Kane. Austin not quite able to get over to the Undertaker. Kane just pushes the Undertaker, and uh, I don't know. He's, I think he's a bit pissed off now. Well, he's stoic as ever in the corner. He's not letting anybody know what he's truly thinking, and he didn't really make an attempt there to tag Austin, did he? So Steve's in a wrong part of town at the moment. Now it's just double teaming Mankind and Kane on Austin. Undertaker comes in. The referee looking to send him out, but backs off from it. Yeah, and the thing is, Kane and Mankind now can continue double-teaming Austin. So again, is that a case the Undertaker knew that was going to happen? Was he actually worried about Steve Austin? He's the number one contender. He's watching WF champion get picked apart now by the tag champions. And Austin in serious trouble. 
But the more punishment Austin takes, so I'm sure that's going to help Undertaker out in the near future when he faces him. Without a doubt. So you got to wonder, that's why Austin's looking on. Uh, looking on. Kane's just hitting with a choke slam. That's Austin, that is. And now Mankind signaling to hit the tombstone. Kane picking Austin up. And Austin fighting out of this. Stunner to Kane! Looking for the cover, but Mankind in. Hits Austin with a mandible claw. He gets stunned as well. Well, Austin's not (laughs) tagging his partner. He's not. And three men down in the ring. Double stunner. Only Undertaker standing. El Hebner counting now. (laughs) Kicking Mankind. And you can see in the crowd as well, there's more kind of Austin t-shirts, a lot more WF t-shirts. So still not as much. But he definitely want Austin now to get the tag and Undertaker. He's just standing there. Well, he beat up his brother. Well, Kane's just sat up, grabs Austin by the leg. Well, Austin's there. I think Undertaker could reach him if he wanted to. And the Undertaker looking around at the action. Yeah! Reaches out. <laughs> he goes, fuck it, puts his arm out. Oh, but Mankind walks across. Gets taken out by Austin. Was a tag made? It was. Untanned. And he's laying hands. Not only on Mankind, but his brother. And you can hear the reaction. A big boot to Mankind. Gets Kane round the throat. Looking oh. for a choke slam. Oh, delivers <laughs> a low blow to Mankind. Oh. Choke slams Kane. And now Mankind's in trouble. He goes for the ride too. Kane sits up. And that is incredible by Kane. But walks into a tombstone attempt. Untaker's got him. Now's it. Mankind up. (laughs) Oh, Mankind back down by the hands of Austin. Two, three. And the Undertaker pins his brother Kane. And Austin and Taker are new tag champs. (laughs) We have new tag team champions here at Fully Loaded. The Undertaker finally made the tag in. He gets both belts though. And I don't think he's offering Austin any. Well, they're both champions, but Austin both titles. Well, it's still good in the Untaker. We saw it there, helping Austin out. Austin pulls himself to his feet. But Taker leaves with both tag belts. Well, and Austin looking on. Of course, we're on the road to the highway to hell. With these two men fighting for the WF Championship. But now... They both hold the tag titles, and Austin's saying, why don't you give me my belt? Bring me my title back, you son of a bitch. And that's it for Fully Loaded 1998, and luckily for us, we've got the next episode of Raw. But Dan, what are your thoughts on the pay-per-view as a whole and the main event? I thought it was quite entertaining. I think, you know, as you say, it is just a run-up to uh, SummerSlam. But it was entertaining, it had its moments, it was just like an extended episode of Raw, really. Yeah, no, but it's, it's still told a great story. I remember being a kid and absolutely loving it when Undertaker was like, fuck it, I'll tag myself in. You're like, yeah, go, motherfucker, because you know that good in him, looking at the fans. And that's what you can tell the story as well. The wrestling might not be like, you know, top class, but it's the storyline that goes into it. Uh, I should say, prediction update. Well, I said it was 4-4 last time out we did our last paper, it's actually 5-5. So it's 5-5 when it comes to pay-per-view. So I should correct that. Also, don't worry, SummerSlam 1998 will be a part of our live weekend that's coming up in August. We'll be NXT TakeOver and SummerSlam 2018 will bring out SummerSlam 1998 on that Friday as well. Yeah, back. We've got one episode of Raw to watch and then we're going to do our five-point uh, five system that we've got. Will WWE beat WWE this month? We've already got WWE scores. We're going to find out, but let's move on to the last episode, which is, of course, July 27th, and it's Raw 270. 
Yes, and Michael Cole narrates a video package that recaps last night's fully loaded pay-per-view. Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler are in the booth and they are live from Anaheim, California. One of the best signs in the sea of them is one that reads, Bret Hart equals work near the front row. <laughs> well, the Undertaker comes out with both WF Tag Team title belts. He makes clear that he and Steve Austin might be champions, but they're not partners until Austin comes out and apologises to him. Vince McMahon walks out instead, toe, and says that the Undertaker's not convinced him that he's not working with Kane. In a nice piece of logic, McMahon points out the Undertaker had to use three tombstones to beat Kane at WrestleMania, so beating him with one at Fully Loaded is suspicious. I suppose when you think about it like that, maybe. McMahon deems, demands an apology from the Undertaker for attacking him last week and books a tag title match between the Undertaker and Austin and the New Age Outlaws. Austin then walks out, calls McMahon and company to flee, and says that while he will help the Undertaker defend the tag team titles, he will not apologise to him. He gives Austin a bird before he gives Undertaker a bird before leaving. We'll get your free Triple H poster by buying a box of Stridex medicated pads. Well, the opening contest is non-title, and it's Vader beating D'Lo Brown by count out at four minutes eighteen. Well, D'Lo is refusing to defend his European title for the second consecutive night which Ross explains is due to his representatives thinking it would not be prudent to defend the title against Vader. D'Lo slams Vader twice, but that just rejuvenates Vader. Vader rips off D'Lo's chest protector and splashes him on the floor, securing a count-out win. This is Vader's first win on Raw in a while, and since he went over via count-out, why did I not just make this for the title? Well, exactly, that would make more sense, wouldn't it? A video package shows us Joss's world. He shows off his exotic pets... Well, we get a brawl for all quarterfinal match. Beat Steve Williams by KO at 2 minutes 51 of the third round. Well, this is going to be brilliant because the whole reason for brawl for all being invented was to help Steve Williams become the guy that would challenge uh, Steve Austin eventually. Because he was such a tough man outside of wrestling down, they thought they could just feed him up and in a good way make it look like he was the baddest man going at this time. And then Bart Gunn was fucking brilliant when it came to this because he weren't going to play by the rules, you know. It ruined the entire purpose of the competition, yeah. Uh, the WWF thought Williams could easily run through the competition without rigging it, but Gunn had other plans here as he uses his reach advantage to keep Williams at bay. You can sense Ross getting nervous on commentary as his enthusiasm for Gunn's performance wanes by the end of the second round. Trailing by 10 points, entering the third... Gunn manages a takedown, causing Williams to tear his hamstring. And after an exchange of punches, Gunn lands the first knockout of the brawl for all competition to score a big upset. Ross never forgave Gunn for knocking out this guy for knocking this guy out of the competition. Yeah, and I mean we're going to watch the third round now and see where it all went wrong. And of course, Bart Gunn's punishment for this was the I think it's in either controversial characters or like most ridiculous moments. I think it's ridiculous moments against Butterbean at WrestleMania 15. That was his punishment for doing this. Now. Call me stupid here, but if Steve Williams was the man destined to do that and Bart Gunn did it, why not give Bart Gunn a chance? You know, why not give him a chance? Not at Steve Austin, maybe, but a chance at, at something else rather than just completely ruin it. Steve Williams just got taken down now, and you can see he is um, he's busting the gut here at the moment in time. Bart looks all right, calls beat Bob Holly. We've not seen a knockout, so, you know, maybe we'll get one in this one. And we can see Jim Rossi, like I say, get more and more annoyed. God, Jim, you still have faith in your man. Both men holding each other off. Well, it hurt him a little bit there. King of Jail said that's not a takedown. 
It's a knockdown, isn't it? Yeah, it looked like that. That's a takedown. That's definitely a takedown there. So he's 10 points. So he's 15 points in the lead with 30 seconds to go in the third round. That's where he tore his hamstring. So Steve's in serious trouble already. And now Bart. Oh, he's got the left. Steve's still in this. Oh, there he goes. Bang. <laughs> Steve's out. Well, Dr. Death, Steve Williams, is Dr. Down. Joe's not happy. Bart Gunn knocks him out. And what a moment that ruined a couple of uh, my careers there. But this is what the brawl for all. It's an awful competition that never should be attempted ever again. But that's the moment. And, of course, like I said, the butt knockout of Bart Gunn is nearly as good. But, I mean... Can you believe they would do that tournament? Do you know what I mean? Put someone like Steve Williams, who was a amateur wrestler in a situation, situation. where he could get beaten. Uh, crazy. And JR's man was done. And let's have another look at the left hand that finished him. Boop. <laughs> Bang. Caught him square on the jaw. Fucking brilliant. So Owen comes to the ring and gloats about beating Ken Shamrock in the Heart Dungeon last night. He issues an open challenge to, challenge to the locker room. And Jason Sensation dresses Owen walks out to a pretty big pop. Sensation leaves a nugget chant. And when Owen goes after him, Dan the Mustache Severin walks out and intercedes. This is taken as evidence of Severin accepting Owen's challenge. Well, it's an open challenge match. And Owen Hart beats Dan Severin by disqualification when Ken Shamrock interferes at uh, 49 seconds. This match barely gets started as Owen and Severin share offence until Shamrock runs in and places Owen in a dragon sleeper. Severin gets Shamrock off of Owen by placing Shamrock in a dragon sleeper, and then Steve Blackman has to walk out to break that up with some WWF officials. My God. Well, Sunday Night Heat is coming to USA Network this Sunday, and yes, we are going to next time. Michael Cole gets pushed into the Raw is War backstage interview set when he tries to ask Shamrock some questions about what just happened. And then the Disciples of Apocalypse with Paul Elvin wrestle Faruka Scorpio to no, no contest, and it's 23. Well, Bradshaw is on commentary, still ranting about Terry Funk not telling him that he was going to leave the company before last night's fully loaded pay-per-view. At least Bradshaw's commentary is more tolerable than what we have to enjoy every Monday night these days. This is Farouk and Scorpio's debut as a team on Raw. They have been teaming and winning matches on Shotgun Saturday night in the weeks leading up to this. Conventional wisdom would hold that this match would would tag rankings as both teams won last night at Fully Loaded, but instead it's used as a vehicle to make us care about Bradshaw until he attacks both teams and creates chaos until the WWF officials intervene. Well, in the Colonel Champion, The Rock tells the announced team that he's going to make Triple H and X-Puck famous when they square off for him in a triple threat match tonight. China's interference in the two out of three falls match between The Rock and Triple H last night at Fully Loaded is the Stridex triple action segment. In the triple threat match for the Intercontinental Championship, Triple H with China and X-Pac beat The Rock by count out at 6.54. Well, was The Rock drunk when he signed the contract for this match? Predictably, DX works together in the early going, but they turn on each other when it's time to finish The Rock off. That brings back fond memories of playing those elimination four ways on the N64. <laughs> One thing is clear from this match. Rock versus X-Pac is greater than Triple H versus The Rock. After Triple H and Grease start fighting each other, The Rock slivers out of the ring and takes the count out, which is a finish that I've never seen again in a triple threat match. Normally that would be an awful finish, but it makes perfect sense here the way the match unfolded. I wish they had its run... I wish they had run this match last night fully loaded and given it 20 minutes instead of giving us the overbooked two out of three falls match. Well, Cole interviews the New Age Outlaws who pledged to regain their titles tonight. 
and Barakas beats Jesus with a spinebuster in 56. To give a nice stamp on this show, Ross and I will talk about Ryan Lee's big contract with the San Diego Chargers. This is Barakas' wrestling debut, and he does a few token power moves before winning. This never led to anything. I mean, seriously, who thought a German wrestler wearing chainmail to the ring would get over in the Attitude Era? I tell you what, he so gone. Oh no, gone. I was, uh, was going to say he is no, he is no Alex Wright. Oh no! No, look at me with my tag team partner. Well, Alex Wright's tag team partner is this huge dong, by the way. <laughs> but Val Venus is shown sharing the shower with Yamaguchi Sun's wife. Oh my God, you dirty devil! Well, Val Venus's penis. Uh, Val Venus pins too sexy Brian Christopher. With Scott, <laughs> with Scott Taylor with a fisherman suplex at 2 minutes 10. Well, before the match, Kaintai appears near the entrance with Yamaguchi-san carrying a sword and Men's T.O. carrying a few pieces of salami. Venus counters too much as attempts to fight off the match two-on-one and quickly finishes Christopher off. When too much tries to attack Ravenus after the match, Takamishinoku comes down and makes a save. After the bell... Kaintai challenged Venus and Michinoku to a match next week and Yamaguchi-san vows to choppy-choppy vows pee-pee before taking a sword and chopping up some salami. Now we know why Japans aren't big Vince Russo fans. Nakamura got a choppy-choppy AJ pee-pee. They're still fascinated by it. kicky kicky 20 years on, they're still Asians fascinated. Asians and penises. <laughs> well, Cole interviews LOD2000, who are facing the Godfather and Mark Henry tonight. Animal is excited for the match, but Hawk looks out of it. <laughs> the Godfather of Mark Henry with Hose beat LOD 2000 when the Godfather pins Animal with a Death Valley driver at free fall. This is where the Godfather added Hose to his gimmick during their entrance. Hawk is stumbling around, is not wearing his spikes, and trips over the middle rope when getting into the ring. Hawk fails to tag in throughout the match, then falls off the top rope when LOD tries their doomsday device. I was never a fan of this angle as it was quite tasteless, but the Godfather and Henry are a good tag team combination. Animal kept this thing together as a one-man wrecking crew too. Well, Lawler's in the ring to present the trophy to the winner of last night's bikini contest. Lawler informs the crowd that Sable did not win because Vincent Mann did not consider her attire a bikini. Mare does his usually overexcited dance when Jacqueline is announced as the winner. Sable questions McMahon's manhood for not telling her she was disqualified, which brings him out. As McMahon runs down Sable, someone from the crowd hits Vince with a cup, leading to him to chastise the audience. Vince McMahon, McMahon reminds Sable that she's easily replaced, and when he t- he says, "Do you remember when Sunny? Do you remember Sunny? God damn it!" Sable is easily replaced, and when he turns to leave, Sable gives her the bird and strips her of her new bikini. I never ever cared for Sable this entire feud with McMahon. It's like they want to make Sable the female Austin. But instead of flipping birds, she took off clothes. And plus, you've shut the mic. <clears throat> well, it is the main event. And it is a WWF Tag Team Championship match. Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Undertaker, who are champions. And they're going against the New Age Outlaws, Road Dog, and... It's so refreshing for us to tell us that Raw won't have any commercials for the main event. Since nowadays, we get one or two commercials that interrupt nearly every match on the show. Oh, look, there's a beach ball just getting thrown in there. <laughs> we've still got troubles with that gets kicked away now Billy and Austin's going to start off now in this one so the tag titles online the Hunter came out with both title belts I think Austin doesn't need any help with that he came out with a WF championship now Austin starting strong trying to twist the arm and Billy Gunn does it Austin knocked down by Billy Gunn and Billy's showing his strength 
I'll tell you what, the Outlaws been involved in the main event matches. And Billy Gunn doing his Lex Luger impression by flexing. Well, I don't know if that's a great idea to taunt Austin. Oh, then gives him the bird. <laughs> Classic Austin. <laughs> well, that's what Steve's all about. And our right hands by the rattlesnake. Throws him against the ropes. Ooh. Oh, inverted atomic drop. Throws well, him off the ropes again. Yeah, Mr. Reverse. Mr. Reverse. Mr. Arse reverses, but oh my God. Austin holds on to the rope as Mr. Arse was looking to throw him. But catches him with a big back elbow and slingshots Mr. Arse into the corner very slowly. Yeah, move doesn't work in real oh, life. Ooh. Looking for the stunner, but Arse backing out of the ring there. And now Road Dog attacking Austin from behind. And running away. <laughs> Billy Gunn now with a right hand to Austin. And the Undertaker looking on, just checking the action. Billy picks up Austin and throws him on the barricade. Now, you might ask, he's not getting involved. You've got to remember, SummerSlam is approaching with the Undertaker versus Austin. So, any punishment Austin takes in this match, as long as he's not losing, is a bonus for the dead man. The Outlaws have taken over on Austin. Austin straight back into it. Poked to the eye, bounces. Road Dog's head off the top turnbuckle. Tags in the Undertaker, who accepts a tag. And nice teaming up there. I don't think we were going to see it. Tell you what, if Hunter lost a serious tag team, they will hold the tag belts forever. Road Dog after getting hit by Undertaker, looks to make a tag, but in the wrong part of town. Well, that's how hard the Undertaker hits. This is the Undertaker look, and the way he is now, I think it's one of the best ones, one I really, really like. I think everything suits him at the moment, even the catch is pretty badass, in an in a <laughs> American badass way. Now he's going for old school. Oh, I'm onto the shoulder. He's kind of he's an uh, he's a dead man's badass in it at the moment. Yeah, I think it's really cool. You know, the fans seem to like him. He can feud with you know other people. What we see him choke slam and tombstone people. He's just fun. And now he's got Road Dog. We talk about that. <laughs> We're taking for a ride. Mister Ross looking to make his way into the ring, but the ref. Uh, uh, so Austin goes to cut him off. But a ref, Al Hebner, stops Austin, doesn't see Badass working over The Undertaker. And there's about three or four beach balls flying about there. There is. Oh. One of them just made his way into the ring, isn't it? And now they're working on The Undertaker's leg. But this is the argument about crowds and the chance as well. Where it, yes, you can enjoy it, but if you're harming the match, you're taken away from it then. You can enhance yeah. the atmosphere. How many great matches... Has it been because the crowd's really been into matches of all time? It's not because they were chanting other, other things, you know. Even with CM Punk's match against Cena, it was all about him winning the championship, you know. It was all about Punk. And now Road Dog's working a leg on a dead man. I never yeah. thought I'd see the Road Dog being control of the Undertaker. Well, it took a bit of foul play from the Outlaws, but they are getting one up, man. Or getting one up on Taker. Well, the former champions as well, they know keep hold of the title but Taker rolling through and getting his own submission on Road Dog. oh but Road Dog going down low with a chop block I just think the fans in these crowds at the moment are a bit fucking idiotic yeah I think they're just excitable aren't they you know I've got to give them credit that benefit of the doubt they're still into everything that's going on here the Undertaker turns it around on Road Dog. now working the corner and the combinations Irish whip big boot no Road Dog ducks it and then with a chop block, and that was impressive by Road Dog, and he won't be in for long. It's a quick tags by the Outlaws, and now it's Billy Gum. Both members of the Outlaws working over the dead man. <laughs> Just runs in, kicks Mr. Ass in the stomach. But that doesn't help the Undertaker too much. 
it maybe just makes it even worse because Billy's going to make the attack harder, but take still get the shoulder off at two. Two. He's not going to back down this one. Billy Gunn's choking him out. And Billy taking him back into the corner. And now Rodog using the ring post, wrapping the Undertaker's leg around it. And then onto the stairs as Billy Gunn chokes him. And this has been great teamwork by the Outlaws. Dismantling Undertaker and Austin, desperate for a tag in. And still the Outlaws have got Undertaker's number, working them over in the wrong part of town. Enticing Austin in as well, while Billy Gunn works over the Undertaker's head as Earl Hebner's back's turned. Well, you can't fault the Outlaws' game plan. You might call them jokers or degenerates, but they know how to win. And they're assaulting the Undertaker at this moment in time. Oh, and Road Dog looking to hang the Undertaker up on the second rope. Billy Gunn celebrating, but the Undertaker moved out of the way. Road Dog crutched himself on the second rope. Mr. Ass noticed, tagged himself in. Now Undertaker gets across to Austin. <laughs> Billy Gunn does a flare bump. Oh, now Austin gets a hot tag. And he's on fire, baby. Takes out Billy. Takes out Road Dog. Takes out Billy. Takes out Road Dog. Takes out Billy. Takes out. Oh, Takes, no, oh, a meeting of the minds. There you go. Takes them both out at the same time. Irish whip to Mr. Arsett, who ducks it. Gets caught in a Lufez press on the second time of bouncing off the ropes, though. Rope Dog comes over to help him, but he gets caught with an Austin flurry. Mr. Arsett's full rumble. Stunner Bang. to Road Dog. One, two, three. There you go. And still tag team champions... Well, Austin the Undertaker. Austin's celebrating. The Undertaker just carry on choke slamming. <laughs> Still tag team champions, Stone Cold Dead Men. <laughs> well, what a team it is if they're on the same page here. And a lot of wrestlers have been on the same page. Well, but look at this. That. Look at this now. Oh, no. So he's got the WF title. The Undertaker's got the tag team title belts. Will he offer one to Austin? Well, Austin oh. wants a beer. I think that's all that matters. Cold Steve Weiser. Well, he tosses one to Undertaker. He catches it. Will he accept it and take the drink? Well, are they going to become partners? Maybe Austin over a beer. And, oh, my God, the Undertaker's drinking it. No, he's not. He's opening it first. My God. Well, I know Undertaker's like a cold one. (laughs) Well, oh, there you go. Oh! Oh, But Kane from behind attacks Austin. Well, Kane and Mankind, this is deadly. And now the Undertaker is going after Mankind, but a cheap attack. And look like Undertaker and Austin are going to be on the same page for a second until the assault. Oh, my God. Dan, what are your thoughts on that? Well, well. it was interesting. A good bit of uh, storylining yet again. You know, it it is because you're still not quite sure what's going on with the Undertaker and Kane, are you? You just a single out attacking mankind. Didn't lay a finger on Kane again. You know it's yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Like you said, the Austin Undertaker pairing continues to do a slow burn towards SummerSlam, and the attack at the end of the show sets the stage for a fully loaded rematch down the road. The good continues to outweigh the bad, and we're all topped by Bart Gunn stunning victory in the brawl for all. And Monday Night War rating was 4.9 versus the 4.7 for Nitro. But now here's the important stuff because it's time for our five-point course. Matches. Promo. Setting. Roster. And rating. And then we'll have an overall course. It's 30 points max. Now, we've got the WSW scores. Shall we tell our WSW scores 
before we work out our WWE scores, or should we save it all to the end? Save it all to the end. Save it all to the end. So what we're going to do now is go through each section and award it five points. Uh, well, at least out of five from that. So we talk about roster, and it's all WWE now. So what are your thoughts on the WWE to July? I think the roster it's it's getting there. There's they're still lagging in some parts. I don't think the roster is as stacked as the WCW's roster though. Oh, actually, no. I'm going to give it a four because you're seeing the characters of the Godfather coming through, which I'm very enjoying. It's you know they're they're getting they're getting up there. You know you're starting to see people shining through. You're seeing more of the actual rock that we know and love. Seeing Triple H, it's you know he's coming through a bit better. D'Lo Brown's kind of doing his own things. You know I know they're still part of the nation. Yeah, it's still lacking in some places. You know, i.e. the tag team division. No, I think you're right. Because the thing is, is that WWE have got the better roster. There's no doubt about it. They've got more wrestlers there. They've got better talent. But what Raw is doing right is the fact is that the members of the roster it has got, you know, the core, would it be 12, 14 of them, are always involved in the storylines. They've always got something to move along with as well. And it's always a part of that. You never stray too far away. You always know what the Kane's doing. You always know what the Undertaker's going to do. And Austin with the Nation and DX involved as well. And it's storytelling that from week in, week out, rather than trying to feature in wrestling and different rivalries that you're trying to put in there because you want to feature certain wrestlers. WWF maybe haven't got that talent stack, but they're using it correctly. So I think for roster, you gave it a four, yeah? I'm going to give it three and a half. Because, uh, again, not as strong, but they're, they're doing it well. And as they add to it, you know, I mean, if I'm comparing the roster now to what it is today or even in a couple of years, then it's still not at its best. But like you said, the mat well, I can move on to matches with that. I think they're improving. I think that we've seen a lot of matches now actually are quite good. X-Pac versus The Rock involved. Um, the King of Kings match with Shamrock and Owen Hart and uh, Triple H was good. Even the main events are good because the the story's been told. It's not like the greatest wrestling out there, don't get me wrong, but I still think it's pretty strong when you consider the Nitro stuff. The, of course, the ref bumps and the disqualification slash countout finishes are annoying, but look at the pay-per-views, and usually in WWE, you have clean finishes to pay-per-views, whereas with WWE, they still don't stop the shenanigans there, if you know what I mean. So, at least with that, I think with matches, it's... It's a lot better now. I'm going to give that four out of five. What are your thought of matches for WWE? I think they're getting there. They're, you know, we're starting to see some better matches. I know we're still starting to see some terrible matches, but you know, even nowadays, with a lot crisper talent, you're still seeing some crap matches anyway. I, I think they're getting up there and they're playing really well to the angle advancement as well. Um. You know, we're starting to see some quite good, you know, with the 30-minute Ironman match. I don't think that was terrible. The main events are absolutely on par. Mm -hmm. Even a a lot of the undercard matches uh, are getting up there as well. So I'm going to give that a four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. They're not like, you know, five-star quality matches, but it's just a story told in it as well. All right, so let me move on, Ting. And how the setting is. So, Dan, what are your thoughts on the setting of uh, Monday Night Raw? It's not even changing, is it? It's it's very similar. They've you know they've still got the same entranceway ramp. They've still got the unprotected barricades. You know, it's just 
the standard setup. So, you know, I can't really advance on that, so I'm going to give it a three and a half out of five. Well, I was going to give it a three and a half, but I I think, I don't know if it's me, I'm a little bit clearer now. I've sorted that out, and we never miss anything on Raw. And I think that has to do with the setting as well, or the kind of way it's, you know, the cameraman positioned. How many times on Nitro do we see it when they're either running towards something or there's the moment or move that you missed? With Raw, you always know you're going to see the action. And I think, yeah, there's going to be a couple of changes to the setting. But since the action here is coming to play, you get the logo coming around. And it, for me, it does look a bit neat. I'm going to get four out of five for me. And another thing I think with the setting that goes along with it is the promos as well. Because you've got the look of the show... Plus, you've got the promos and stuff that's coming in. I'm talking about the, the video packages about certain feuds and certain matches. You always get a recap with Raw. And it's not like a nonsensical thing with no sound or showing a clip from a match last week. It's a, it's a narration, if it be Michael Cole or Jim Ross, talking about what we saw last week, what we saw last night and what tonight. And I think with a man on the, the mic and I think with The Rock and Triple H and... Austin, I think they've been really, really knocking it out of the park for me as well this month and these past couple of months. So I'm going to give that a strong four and a half out of five for promo. Yeah, I completely agree with you. You know, you've got the Vince McMahon playing the evil boss. You've got Undertaker. He's not saying a lot, but you know, you know, things are ticking on in there, and you know, it's kind of playing into the Undertaker character. And you know, with Austin, I know there's still some weaker sides to it, like Sable and you know, uh, other non-well talkers. But, uh, you know, I think that they're certainly getting way up there and, you know, the promos are just really on point. So I'm going to agree with you on that one and go for a 4.5 as well. Yeah. Uh, I think that's where Roy is really, you know, looking like the bigger show. So rating out of 10 then. And this is difficult because... I've really enjoyed Raw this past couple of months. The storyline going into it. Of course, we've had moments like the King of the Ring 1998, which has been worthwhile. And there's still, like I said, there's still problems, but there's still stuff that have become infamous now. Like we, we talk about the Bart Gun knockout, or we're going to see Choppy Choppy PP coming up next month on you know the WWE versus WCW stuff. It's all these storylines where whether it's great or is it bad. It's part of what makes the Attitude Era what it was in a weird way. So uh, I'm, I'm really, really excited. So I'm going to give it a eight and a half out of ten. You know, yes, it is starting to become the whole product. I still think there's areas where it is lagging. Um, you know, namely in the tag team division. I know we've got Austin and Undertaker have teamed up to take the titles off Kane and Mankind, but they're not what I'd class as wholehearty tag teams. Yep. Um, you know, with the light heavyweight championship, what's going on with that? Well, it's another thing, isn't it? Yeah, that title's because Takovich Noki's been involved in tag team matches and stuff like that recently, isn't he? You know? Indeed. So it's, it's weird. It's, you know, you've got a light heavyweight champion getting involved in tag team matches and the tag team division is struggling, so why not have him, you know, try and bolster them ranks? You can still see a few, you know, lights of tag teams coming through, like Too Cool or whatever the name is at the moment. Uh, yeah, Too Hot or something like that. Too yeah, Sexy, yeah. Uh, yeah. Too Sexy for the shirt. But, <laughs> you know, I think that there is a glimmer of things and, you know, what it's going to become and what makes it better. But I still, I think, you know, it's it's missing something. I think a bit more depth. Yeah. So I'm going to give it an eight. An eight. 
Eight. Well, there's only one thing I need now, and that is a little bit of music whilst I work out the numbers. So, Dan, please. Noddy, Noddy, the little man with the red and yellow car. Noddy, Noddy, his tinkling bell means he's the happiest little fellow in all. Biggie's and Tubby and Mr. Plot and all his special friends It's sixpence an adventure then he'll take you home again Noddy, 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 Noddy I've worked out, and it is quite incredible, Dan. So I'm, I'm going to run through everything in detail because people are not going to believe it. So we, like I say... Each we mark it out five points, so we get thirty points for each show. Then we will add our totals together, and that will be the winning show. Can I just say, I can't believe how close it actually is right now. All right, so let's go for it. Okay, so this is this is this is mental. So for WWE WWE June and July. So for roster. Uh, I put WSW as four out of five, and I've done three and a half out of five for. No, hang on, I'm going to get confused with this. Anyway, let's just work it out. I'm just going to give you the the grand total numbers. So, Raw, totaling that up for you, Dan. Yes. You. Me. That is you. You. Uh, your Raw. Do the raw. Is twenty four and a half. My raw is 25 and a half. We add those together, it's a score of 50. 50 out of 60. 50 out of 60 for raw. Not bad. We just worked that one out. Now, anybody listen to the WSW ones, already worked it out, it's mental. Because Nitro, I gave Nitro 25 and a half out of 30 last time. That's a strong Nitro. Dan, you gave it 24 and a quarter. Now, if you work that out, that quarter plays a vital role in everything. Because the final score, Raw 50, Nitro 49 and three quarters. It missed out by a quarter of a point. So, Raw is your winner for June and July. <laughs> all right, can I just say, yeah, that we haven't predetermined this. We've made all our results up off the top of our heads. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, not off the top of our heads, but off of what we thought, you know, we'd give these rosters. And for WCW to lose out by a quarter, I feel sorry for I that know, quarter. I know. But, so. You know, it is what it is. And by the narrowest of margins, I think I'm going to go down to 16th <laughs> next time. Yeah. So I can get a more accurate result. But 50 out of 60 for Raw, 49 and three quarters out of 60 for WCW. So that means WWE Raw wins the Monday Night Wars for the WNR podcast June and July. And not only did it win, like we say, the Monday Night War ratings, but it actually was a better show, but only by a quarter of a point. So Nitro was still worth watching at this point. There's still a lot going for it. You know, Goldberg as champion and everything like this. What's great about this, we'll continue it over to August. So we're going to have the WWE versus WCW Raw and Nitro's for August will bring to you. And then, like I say, it will be SummerSlam 1998, the highway to hell, Austin versus Yuntaker, Triple H versus Rock and the Ladder match at Madison Square Garden. It's one of my favourite pay-per-views of all time. 
That is it. Dan, anything else to add on an incredible podcast? No. Well, there's, I think we've covered it all. It's, you know, it's going to be good to see what Bart Gunn's victory in the brawl for all uh, will cost him. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, no, it's, it's great to go back and watch it. Like I say, we've got some really good stuff coming next month with WWE versus WCW. Not only that, but of course, after SummerSlam and our live weekend, we're going to be fully focused on the May Young Classic. Now, we're already looking at the people that are joining you. Of course, we're going to bring you podcasts like we did last year, focus on it entirely, and it's bonus points on the line. We're going to have free picks, as we always do. Watch it through. Uh, and, of course, next week, we're going to bring you all the news. There's been loads of news, news. happening, loads and loads of stuff happening. But we're going to update it fully next week. So we've got so much stuff, and that will be on the WNR 170, the W Network Review for Content Collections, NXT 205 Live, and, like I say, a shed load of news. But that's it for today. Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter, at WWE Network Review, or... At Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at J underscore Rollins across the Google platforms, WWE Network Review and Google+. Send us an email at WNRpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. Come and find our page and give us a like with the WWE Network Review podcast. Say my love. <laughs> or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Don't subscribe to the YouTube channel, WWE Network Review Podcast. We've got clips on there. Podcasts go at the same time. On YouTube, there's do other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. Also on, I, uh, also on Stitcher Radio and Spreaker Radio, we've got our live shows August 17th, August 18th and 19th, NXT TakeOver and SummerSlam 2018. And iTunes, where you can download, subscribe, rate and review Diddly. there. That is it. I have been James Rollins and as always, always joined by... Dan White. Thanks for listening, everybody, and bye. Bye. <laughs>